everybody, you are listening to us, the History Boys. I am Christopher Whedon, and you know, you know what I am? A what? History Boy. Nice. I don't know if you knew that. I'm glad. It's news. Nice. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. Yeah. I want the world to, you know that song? Let the I do. world know. Mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. Put this on a podcast. <laughs> it's current year. Yeah, and the whole, you can listen to it in almost any country in the world. I yeah. think. Yeah. North Korea, you can't. Probably, yeah. there's probably, yeah. If you're listening to this in North Korea, good for you, because you're yeah. really... I'm Eritrea, a player. you can't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Maddie Moon, and I'm also a history boy. Cool. All right. Rock and roll. I'm Zach mm-hmm. Mech, and I'm a bruised up history boy. Uh, you, yeah, yeah, you're all fucked up. Yeah. Hit himself with a hammer. Up. Yeah. Yeah, um, I got into a fight with a hammer, and, and lost. You, yep. yep. Lost big time. Yep. That sucks. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get them next time. <laughs> I'm going to fuck up that hammer when I see it. I didn't hear no ass. bell. I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> never said that. You never got me down, Ray. <laughs> but you're telling a hammer <laughs> yeah. that you've written Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Sugar, Sugar Ray. <laughs> yeah. Robinson. Anyway. It's right next to his Apollo Creed hammer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I am Jerry Nash, your humble history boy. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Today, gang, we have a series that I've been wanting to get to since the beginning. Yeah. You, the you don't know this at home. Jerry wouldn't fucking stop talking about it. Nah, I wouldn't shut up about it yeah. for a long time. Yeah. We're talking about Mr. Hands, right? (laughs) You're the one that can't shut up. You're the one that can't shut up about Mr. Hands. Uh, A uh, local hero. And and don't don't spoil our next series. Yeah, Mr. Hands. Yeah. Today we're talking about Simon Bolivar. Ah. Olé. Yes, indeed. Uh, He is known as the Liberator, or the American Liberator, Mm -hmm. or the George Washington of South America, among other things. He is credited for liberating seven South American countries from Spanish rule. Mm -hmm. Now, for his uh, ability to spend inhuman amounts of time in the saddle, not the Rough Riders, like the the Teddy Roosevelt Rough Riders, but the ones uh, that would sort of be in the saddle all the time in North America, mm-hmm. they would call him Iron Ass Dope. for his ability to stay in the saddle, <laughs> the saddle yeah. for yeah. so that long. Shit hurts they called it Ass back then? It wasn't yeah. just Donkey? It already... Yeah. Iron Ass, yeah. yeah. That was t- I thought they were talking also... about his real ass. Yeah, yeah. his real ass. His yeah. Donkey. No, his real no. ass. His bottom. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know... His booty. His yeah. butt. Wasn't that Tyler's nickname every time we'd go to the cuff? <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Tyler. Yeah. yeah. Piece of shit, can't defend yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he traveled over 75,000 miles on horseback. To put that into perspective, that'd be like going from Barrow, Alaska to Tierra del Fuego at the very southern tip to the northern tip you know, of the Americas. And that's too, that's too far. Seven times that's back and far. forth. Yeah. Seven times. And he did this on a horse? On a horse. Not a motorcycle. Nope. And they know that. On they... a steel horse. <laughs> <laughs> they know that yeah, he rides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, there's people with way too much time on their hands that uh, all of his zigzagging and all the stuff he did through the larger area of South America, that he, with all of that, that's the, that's how far he, mm-hmm. he traveled. Right? I thought it was because... Um, they looked at his Apple Watch. Yeah. <laughs> After he died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many steps. It's in the, yeah. It's in the Smithsonian. Yeah, right. 
This this area, 75,000 miles, is ten times more than Hannibal, three times more than Napoleon, and twice as much as Alexander the Great. Yeah, not so great now, I mean, huh? it'd be more impressive if it wasn't on a horse, because really, the horse did all that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's probably not even the same horse. Fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, again, like, we're talking about Mr. Hands here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's the horse. It could have been. Yeah, fuck that horse. Yeah. Oh, uh, we got horse literally horse. Work. Yeah. He fought more than 200 battles against the Spanish, cool. with all with no uh, formal military training. Mm-hmm. He was a voracious reader. Uh, he bathed sometimes three times a day, at least twice a day. It's too much. Sometimes three times. I didn't even yeah. shower today, so sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I did either, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I put in dry shampoo, which yeah. I'm sure Simone Bolivar also used. Because <laughs> he was very clean. Now, whether he was uh, viewed as a dictator, which he was, cool, or as the great liberator, which he also was, cool, uh, both left-wing and right-wing factions in South America today claim him as their own. Mm. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. So yeah. he was basically a domestic terrorist that everyone loved. <laughs> well, he's the grand liberator, yeah. right? He li- yeah, liberator. So technically, yeah, yeah uh, he- one man's you know freedom fighter is another, another man's yeah terrorist. Yeah. You know, yeah. so there you go. Real quick, I do want to mention our source, our main source for this series. Honestly, this book is like the book on Simon Bolivar. It is written by, uh, it's just called Bolivar, mm. uh, written by Marie Arana. I'm a Bolivar. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> peace, man. Yeah. 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 And uh, it's a fantastic book. It is. This is one of those just instant classic nonfiction books. Mm-hmm. It lives up to the hype, guys. It is really, really good. Mm. It, it's just one of the upper tier mm-hmm. best nonfiction books I've, I've ever read. You yeah, know, it's that great. Um, she opens it with this story that mm-hmm. I gotta I gotta share oh, with you. Yeah. Hit us. So you know it's nighttime. You know some of Bolivar's troops are you know guarding like this road. Mm-hmm. You know, and they can't really see, but this rider is is coming up the road, mm-hmm. and like they're like identify yourself. And they don't don't get an answer, so he's getting closer, and they're like identify yourself. No answer. So, like, he puts his lance down. He's going to stop him. Mm-hmm. But just as he gets close, the rider raises his head, and it's Bolivar. Mm-hmm. And he goes, don't be a dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy, like, put his lance down. He's like, oh, sorry, General. You know, sorry. You know? <laughs> You're embarrassing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, new? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Son of a son of a bitch. Yeah. R.I.P. Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) Oh, another one. Yeah, yeah. That's right. The Lord took both Smash Mouth and Jimmy Buffett from us. Sad day for sad week for me. Two favorite musical artists (laughs) that we always reference. Yeah, he's living that Jimmy Buffett lifestyle in the sky. Yeah, the big Margaritaville in the sky. Finally finally found that lost shaker of salt. Yes, he did. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, actually, at the Las Vegas Margaritaville. People like they have a little shrine going for him. Oh, really? And people are leaving him salt shakers. That's really? great. It's kind of cool. uh, when we were when we stayed in Vegas, we were at the uh, Flamingo, and the bar we went to just in the casino floor was a little yeah. Margaritaville. Nice. And we yep. went, that's what we were the like. Hog wild. Though, we were right? regulars for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Cheeseburger in paradise. Yeah. 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 I think they served that 
I mean, there wasn't. Of course, they. Yeah. At the Margaritaville, I think though. Yeah. yeah. This was just like, like a bar in the middle of the floor, right? Yeah. Mm. Of the casino floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, Simon, Jose, Antonio de la Santísima, Trinidad, Bolivar, Palacios, Ponte e Blanco was born. Wow, you just kept going. <laughs> wow. That's where That's the stereotype comes from. Okay, Trinidad. People. That's his full name. Esquire uh, the third. Mm-hmm. He's Spanish, so you yeah. know they got those names. Yeah. That was fantastic. Thank you. I practiced. That was, uh, yeah. <laughs> he was born on July twenty fourth, seventeen eighty three, in Caracas. Leo. Yes. Caracas at this time, I'll post <laughs> maps and stuff on the uh, Discord and stuff. But South America, the map of South America looked much different, of course, in his time in 1783 than it would now. So he was born in in the city of Caracas in the Captaincy General of Venezuela in the Viceroyalty of New Granada in the Empire of Spain, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. So there were uh, multiple, I think, four Viceroyalties in the Spanish New World, Mm, right? Let's call Mm -hmm. it, right? There was like New Spain... There, there was Rio de la Plata. Mm. Uh, there, there was also the Peruvian viceroyalty. This, this will all come, come in into sharper focus later. Basically, it, at, at his time when he was born, the Spanish, a lot like the British with us, mm. uh, they were like, okay, so you can only trade with one trade partner, and that's us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. we fix prices, you know, there's no... You can't, like, compete with other countries. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't trade with the French or the British or anything like that. There was ways around that, of course, where they smuggled in mm-hmm. stuff. And the British really, they were really into that at mm-hmm. this time. They're way into smuggling. Yeah. They would <laughs> love Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. The printing press was also illegal to have in anywhere in the new world that Spain controlled. Interesting. Got to yeah. keep they wanted dumb. to control information. Oh, yes. That's what that exactly. is. Oh, yes. And they didn't want... They, especially in this time, this Enlightenment period, they didn't want anyone translating and then reprinting like Tom Paine... No, fuck ...or that Rousseau shit. or anything like that, because that's revolutionary material. Yeah, we don't need that shit. You know? So, and everything was heavily censored as They're well. They're like, you know what's great? Monarchy. Yeah, right? Spain and monarchy was definitely right. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the older ones uh, by the time Bolivar becomes who he is. The Basque Bolivars. Mm, I'm a Bolivar. Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah, they can trace their ancestry uh, to like the 1500s, like arrivals in South America, right? Which made them Criollo or mm-hmm. Creole, like mm-hmm. Creole in this context, mm-hmm. okay. which is different than the North American context, right? Mm-hmm. All Creole or Criollo means in South America is that you're Spanish, but you were born in the Americas. Interesting. Right? Mm. Yeah. So that's what that means. That word, isn't it? That's not even close to how it's I would. not I even the same here, thing. Up here in... Uh, it's French. In, uh, yeah. Like up in... Uh, Louisiana? Louisiana. Yeah. yeah. Down uh, in... New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. And the Criollo were sort of looked down upon by who was above them in their mm-hmm. sort of caste system. Sure. Right? And who was above them? The Peninsulares. Uh, the people that were born in the Iberian Peninsula in oh, Spain. Yeah. Right? So it's like the vampires that were born vampires in Blade versus the ones that were turned. How are you born a mm. vampire? You can have kids when you're a vampire. In have you Blade, seen you Twilight? Really? <laughs> You've ever seen Blade? I have Blade seen two? Blade. That I, mi- that Blade I Trinity? Missed that. I have seen all the Blades. 
Blade Trinity is so fucking bad. It's so bad. Yeah. It's oh my Oswald's god. In it though, so. Yeah. Well, and then below the criollo, there was the mestizo, uh, which is Spanish and indigenous. Yep. Mixture. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's my peoples. Right. There you go. Right. Yeah, a lot of them prevalent in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then there was the mulatto, uh, the Spanish and African mixture. Ah. Right. There were actually a lot of them. Yeah. And then, careful with this one, gang, because in North America, this is a racial slur. Mm. But in South America, it's more of a dis- it's a distinguishing factor. Am right? I going to have to bleep this? You're not going to bleep it. I'm going <laughs> to say it once, and I'm not going to say it in an offensive way. And yeah. again, I'm saying this within the context of South American uh, racial caste systems of the late... Yes. 18th century and early 19th century okay, okay. So we people still use it in north america as a uh, pejorative racial, yeah, term racial right slur. but it's called the sambo oh the sambos are african and indigenous yeah. mixed right and of course they were on the bottom rung mm-hmm. of right, course of society right now just careful saying that around because that will offend somebody I, uh, don't 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 go around don't saying go around the saying word saying you just said. No, well, I was gonna. I'm glad that you yeah. told me. <laughs> yeah, you said it was a racial slur. That wasn't enough. I was yeah. like, I'm still gonna say it. And yeah. then you said, don't say it. Don't I'm like, say okay. it. Yeah, because you know me, I'm just dropping slurs left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not true. No. But, well, the Spanish thought all this stuff was really important, right? And that's why I bring it up, right? It was very important. Um, this will also come into sharper focus. Mm. In, in the later episodes. Now, today, the people of South America almost call themselves, the, a lot of people call themselves like the cosmic race, mm. right? Because they're mixtures of white, indigenous, uh-huh. mm. African, Asian, mm-hmm. like yep. literally everyone. I thought it was because they were like, their dad was like a planet, like <laughs> in Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, oh. I do. You saw the third one, it's great. Made, it's fucking. Made it's pretty good. I thought you were gonna say Katamari Damashi for some reason. Oh, <laughs> even better. <laughs> oh, I had that. I had one of those for Xbox 360. It was great. Yeah, yeah me too. Oh, yeah, I love them. The Bolivars were among the wealthiest, prestigious, and influential families in Caracas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd been there a long time. In fact, on on uh, Simone's mother's side, she could count. Distantly, grant you, mm-hmm. but she could count a one Lope de Aguirre mm. as hey, we know that forebearer. Guy. Oh, right? yeah. So he was loosely related to Aguirre, the Wrath of yeah, God. I just wish you didn't throw those monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is only in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of that actor again? Klaus Kinski. Yeah. The guy's a Klaus mad Kinski. Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm really He did that. Yeah. yeah, he did do that. <laughs> yeah. There's footage of it. Well, they, they, of course, own land, multiple houses, haciendas, mm-hmm. with scores of African slaves, which, you know, we have to talk about mm-hmm. because, I mean, this is going to be a big thing uh, towards the end. You'll see. Yeah, they own slaves. They were at the upper crust of South American society, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so that's a reality, right? Now, his father, uh, I'm not going to say his whole name. I'm going to refer to him as Juan Vicente, mm. right? Now Juan Vicente, he worked, uh, he worked high up in the Caracas like bureaucracy, right? Mm-hmm. And like it had been this way for a long time. He loved bureaucracy. <laughs> He's like Hermes from Futurama. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the thing was about him is before he was married or anything, 
he would sexually abuse and straight up rape his like female house servants mm. or anyone you know he would try to get like you know female charges or whatever to like stay at the Bolivar yeah, state. So fuck this guy. He's an asshole. Yeah. Mm. In fact, it was there there were so many complaints about uh, Juan Vicente that the church forced him to get married. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, wow. They're like, you're going to get married, you're going to knock this shit off. Yeah, that's the truest know? punishment. Yeah. <laughs> Kidding, I love my wife. He was he was forced to marry in 1773 uh, to a, a, a girl because she was 15 years old, wow. of a another upper-crust Criollo family. Yeah, getting a little old maid there. Yeah, and uh, her name was Maria de la Concepcion Palacios. Mm-hmm. It's a great name. It's a great name. They have the best fucking they names. They do. I just... Yeah. And I am a bullfighter. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> you killed my father. You killed my Prepare father. Yeah. I'm a gunfighter. Anyway, Simone was the youngest of four. His oldest sister, uh, Maria Antonia... She was born in 1777. Then there was uh, Juana Nepomucena, 1779. I probably fucked that one up, but yeah. whatever. Uh, then there was his other brother, who was born in 1781, who was named after his father, mm-hmm. Juan Vicente. Mm-hmm. Right? So don't get those two confused. Yeah. But anyway, they were all sort of raised apart from each other mm-hmm. um, by uh, sort of their own black slaves, mm. is who they were all raised by. Their slaves raised them. Yeah. That's probably pretty common, right? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. very common. It was very common for the time. And uh, Simone was raised by uh, Hippolyta, was her name. That, and like Greek mythology? Like the yeah, I think they named Amazon? her. I think they named her yeah. after that. Yeah, absolutely. He said that she was like his mother and father figure. Mm-hmm. That, that like he considers her more so apparent mm-hmm. than either of so them. So the name's appropriate. Right, right. Now, on January 19th, 1786... Juan Vicente died oh. of tuberculosis. The consumption. Mm. Yes, indeed. I get in trouble if I don't say it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I get fined. Yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> so that basically left Maria Concepcion and her father, Don uh, Palacios. And I'm saying Don Palacios because he's like the patriarchal figure. Don. The, the head, Palacios. Don mm-hmm. Palacios. Anyway, right. they left her and her dead father to take care of the children. Mm-hmm. Right? But then... On December 5th of 1793, Maria Concepcion died of tuberculosis. The consumption. Yes. Damn. Uh, I'm, t- I'm tired of saying it. Yeah. I get, but like I said, <laughs> rules are rules. I don't yeah. make the rules. You're contractually obligated, yeah. dude. So all of the money, the fortune, the Bolivar fortune, was on the Bolivar children, especially the boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. doesn't go to the female. Yeah children so yeah. the two boys Certainly uh, it goes to it goes to them so he was going the, you know one uh, Juan Vicente his brother he was going to go with one of uh, his mother's brothers uh, Simone was going to go with the other brother right mm-hmm. Carlos uh, Palacios is what mm-hmm. he is where he would go and he hated Carlos because mm-hmm. Carlos was never there mm-hmm. and when he was there it, he wasn't he didn't really give a shit about Simone uh, he gave more of a shit about the rich estate that he was now in charge of mm-hmm. and mooching basically off of that mm. estate. Uh, right? duh. Simone was, as a child, he was absurdly rich 
for like an orphan, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. absurdly. Like so Harry here's Potter. Bruce Wayne, like Harry Potter. Why is or Harry... Bruce Wayne? Yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah. Harry Potter's rich. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Wait. In in the book, yeah, like, dude. He remember when he opens up that bank vault and there's like tons of gold in yeah. there. Oh, well, he's, he's just rich. He hasn't find out about no, that until it's right in the away. first book, dude. When he's thirteen. Yeah, man. No, in the first book. Yeah, the first book. Yeah, but he's Grey been Gats. an orphan since he was a baby. No, well, he doesn't get no. any well, of that money. But in the first book, he finds out he's a bajillionaire. Yeah, he <laughs> could be which president. Which I find of the crazy book. because it never affects the story in any way. No. He's just like he has a shitload of money. He doesn't just throw money at problems. He lives. He lives with the, yeah. the Weasleys who are poor as shit. And he doesn't even hand over that a gold coin. Doesn't even pay fucking rent. No. <laughs> huh. Yeah. He's a bajillionaire. They probably forgot about it. He only lives with them. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's so rich he forgot he was rich. Yeah. Well, when I say they, uh, what's her name? J.K. J.K. Rowling. Rowling. No. Uh, fucking just forgot that he, he could fix all of his problems if he just yeah, forgot just, about this magic just, business and I just mean, went to the real world. Just pay like off Voldemort. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Hand it's like, like it's that, you know that, gold. that meme yeah. from fucking uh, Trailer Park Boys where he's like, I'm going to give you a hundred bucks to fuck off. Yeah. Yep. That, yeah. Could end yes. it. Do that. Would you just go away? Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> it's like, all right, all right, fuck it. I'll take yeah. my fucked up face and get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, how Goblet of Fire should have ended. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you know, I'm like rich as shit. He's like, well, oh, no, I, did not I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't kill your parents for the money, but now I'm thinking I should have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, you can have it. I don't even use it. I yeah. love these poor people, and I don't give a fucking dime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I know where my bank is. Yeah. The craziest oh, part it's right is. right there. But I just, I never get it's, down there. It's, he's rich in friendship. All these Jewish stereotypes work there. Yeah. He's also oh, yeah. rich in friendship. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. bad. It is. They even put a Star of David on the floor in the movie. Did they? In the movie. It's from the movie. It's not from the book. But, you know, it's there. It's, yeah, it's kind of nuts. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. You um, fucked up, Chris Columbus. Yeah. That's his. Not the first Chris the first Columbus one? to fuck up. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, uh, Mike Duncan, the great Mike Duncan. Love him. Uh, he, does, he does a whole season on this. Oh, really? Yeah. A whole season on this whole thing. We can't we we can't go into yeah, the level of detail. You know where he starts? Mm-hmm. Christopher Columbus. Ah. I, uh, so there you go. I, We're, we can't go into that level of detail. Yeah, Mike Duncan's great. Uh, He's amazing. Listen to that one instead of just turn this off. He's yeah. not as funny as us, but he actually is kind of funny. He's kind of funny. I like not him. As I like funny. him a lot. He's he's got jokes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, his the joke one of his few and far between jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes, uh, "The next person we're going to talk about is Simon Bolivar," <laughs> and he was like, "Just kidding." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. So Simone was a unruly child. Cool. Um, he was Re- regular Bart Simpson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't have a cow man. Maybe even worse mm. because. He didn't go to school. Cool. Uh, he shirked all of his schooling and all that to... He was ungovernable, is what they yeah. said. He'd, he'd go <laughs> awesome. out into the street and play with, like, the, the orphan kids on the street, like the street kids. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we, hey, we are of, like, high station. Like, mm-hmm. the, what will the neighbors think if Simone is out there playing with these street kids? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I like doing it. I like, like raising hell out here. I don't give a fuck with the neighbors thing. In yeah. fact, I want them to be aghast. Yeah. It's like yeah. the fucking neighbor and bewitched. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's bewitched or I have a dream of genie. Nah, who cares? 
Next. Look, current, currently right now... I feel like there's always a no- nosy neighbor. Currently right now, Simone Boulevard sounds like a crust punk in the making. He's just a <laughs> trust fun kid, but he wants to... You you're know, not wrong. Live like the homeless and everything. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. not wrong. Learning about the you know the real trials and tribulations of life. He's yeah. like Frank from Always Sunny. Yeah. Great. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's Except another good one. He's much younger. Yeah. Or the Into the Wild kid. Oh, oh Into the Wild kid. Ma- Alexander McCandlett. Well, that's not his real name. Yeah, know. he died in a van because he down by the river. He couldn't take care of himself. He, yeah. Well, mm. maybe killed himself. Maybe didn't. On I purpose, think he starved I mean, to death out there. There's that last picture of him where he's just emaciated. Yeah, and it's like it's not. It's, it's like, yeah. dude, you don't know anything about living out here. Like, and I guess he wasn't like too far from like a outpost. Yeah, and it's like if he, you know, wanted to live or whatever, he could have easily what done that. Idiot. But he didn't know that was there. Right. Anyway, because he didn't know anything, because he was a spoiled he was rich a kid who just yeah. wanted just went out in the wild and fucking died. And inspired like an inspired yeah. a lot of people to go do the same, and they died. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. It's kind of fucked up. I don't yeah. feel that bad for I him. Mean, but them. I don't feel bad for them either. You know what? Fuck them. Yeah. No, and fuck that movie, well, which I, I've never I just, seen. I just feel bad. I feel bad for them because they were inspired by yeah. this asshole. You know? I don't know. You know what? Fuck everyone. <laughs> I've never felt bad for anyone ever. <laughs> no. That's not true. There's a lot of victimization in the world. <laughs> well, well, be- well, Simone, he bounced from. Tutor to tutor, teacher to teacher, mm-hmm. school to school, because he just, he would not pay attention. You know, he wouldn't, and he would ignore it. He would deliberately ignore it. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I did that. And, uh. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. It's like when they gave me homework in high school. I literally like, remember having a teacher being like, Are you going to do this? And I say, We'll see. Yeah. I didn't do homework in high school at yeah. all. I, I really avoided I didn't it. Really and now I got a it. podcast, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, stay in school, school kids. Well, <laughs> Dear, <laughs> yeah, stay in school. Well, Simone, he ran away from home from Carlos mm-hmm. because he didn't like him. So he went to his his sister's, his mm-hmm. oldest sister's house with with her husband, mm-hmm. and he wanted to stay with them. Cool. And they wanted him to stay with them, ah. but there was a long custody battle, and they the courts gave him back to Carlos. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. But there was one stipulation, is that they had to put him, like, with the tutor. You know, like, mm-hmm. a, like he had to actually learn something. You know, this kid wasn't learning anything. I ain't gonna learn shit. Yeah. I ain't going to school. Yeah, you school know? sucks. <laughs> fuck, uh, fuck school. Yeah, so he went to study under Simone Rodriguez. Ah, double now, Simones. Double Simones. Now, Rodriguez, I'm gonna call him Rodriguez for confusion's mm-hmm. sake. Well, I'm, I'm going to think you're talking about Robert Rodriguez then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a Director common Director of Spy surname. Kids. Yeah. Not, not that it really sunk in with Bolivar, Simone Bolivar, um, at this point in his life, but Rodriguez was a Enlightenment enthusiast. Mm. He liked Rousseau and Tom Paine mm-hmm. and Montesquieu and all these people, you know? Cool, yeah. And it didn't really sink in with Simone at this point, but... That's the kind of teaching he was getting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Rodriguez, he honestly has his own life of his own that is very interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Where he gets exiled from South America. Cool. And he has to like travel under assumed names and mm-hmm. stuff. Because turns out he was like trafficking in contraband, which was information. Books mm. that you weren't supposed mm. to have. rules. I know. Books you're not supposed to have. Banned books and you're like showing them to kids and stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. That is so <laughs> you cool. You know? Yeah. 
He's like, show, especially in Florida, show kids bandwidth. Yeah, it's <laughs> all like true. He's like, he, they're like, you got any of that Thomas Paine? Yeah, yeah. Jones and Daddy. Jones and for, Tom Payne, for common sense. <laughs> hey man, sorry, I'm all out of uh, some some T pain right now. Yeah. However, T pain. I, I got all these hustlers. And yeah. The pages aren't sticky. <laughs> He's got a bunch of us. Yeah. <laughs> He reads them for the articles. Duh. <laughs> now, give me the Montesquieu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He actually didn't stay with him for very long. He'd meet up with him later, too. Uh, Simone was eventually also set a, uh, sent to, like, a... It was like an honorary militia. It's like a militia, but it, there was, like, a cadet wing, right? Mm-hmm. And he became, like, an officer in the cadet wing. But there wasn't really any military training, mm-hmm. you know, that went with this. He didn't learn to become a general from this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. As far as military training went... That's all it was. It's basically Boy Scouts. That's yeah. what I was about to say. Yeah, Boy Scouts with guns. Yeah, re- exactly. Mm-hmm. Spanish monarchy Boy Scouts. <laughs> you know. Do they not have guns in Boy Scouts? I feel like they oh, would. Oh, in our Boy Scouts, we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I was never a Boy Scout. Yeah. I all that most That's I know. It's Idaho Boy Scouts. Yeah. though. It's decentralized. You know. <laughs> when I when I think of Boy Scouts, I think of when Bart joined the Boy Scouts who get yeah. get out of school, and they had that book that said, "Don't do what." Johnny Don't Does. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> his name is Johnny Don't. Yeah, don't do yeah. it, Johnny Don't. He's like, they could have made this clearer. Yeah. <laughs> but it wouldn't it, it wouldn't be long before, like, Car- Carlos just wanted him out of his hair, right? Mm-hmm. So his brother, Esteban, uh, was in Spain. He was in Madrid. Esteban. And, uh, Esteban. His names are great. Oh, they have the Spanish best names. names have the, they're the they're best the, names. They're the best. They're names. killing it. I'm named yeah. Chris Esteban. You could have been Esteban. I could have been mm-hmm. Cristobal or Carlos. You could have been Carlos. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. That's Charles. But yeah, eh, whatever. Is, is there? Is I've there had a, people call me Cristobal. Is there? Is is that the Spanish? Yeah, that's the Spanish. Yeah, Cristobal. Yeah, that's way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should just change it. Yeah, you should just change it. Like, people will be like, hey, hey, Chris. I'm like, uh, Cristobal. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> That's Cristobal to you, motherfucker. <laughs> sounds like Crystal Ball. It does. Yeah. Sounds like Crystal Ball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really does. So they sent they sent Simon to Spain to get a real education. Cool. Because this kid, his, like, his grammar's fucked. His sentence structure is fucked. He he has basically no education. Kid, your sentence structure your sentence structure is fucked. Yeah, much like mine apparently. Yeah. <laughs> On January nineteenth, seventeen ninety nine, Simon boarded a Spanish warship. He left at the port of Liguaya, mm-hmm. and uh, they would actually stop at Veracruz. Go, hey. Um, yeah, Me- Mexico. I got family over there. So. Oh, ah, yeah. Guns nice. of Veracruz. Tell them I said hi. Hi. It's an old port. Uh, but he stopped there, and there was like a high society lady there. Nice. There was much older than him, and she scandalized oh. uh, colonial Mexico with the emperor, by the way, of, Me- of Mexico oh, at, at one point later on. I love her already. Huge uh, tracts of land. <laughs> but, <laughs> but some people say that this is where Simone lost his virginity. Nice. Mm with this woman and then he left was she out? I assume so I assume so yeah so he had a quick dalliance with her he arrived in Spain uh, in May of 1799 and this is where his again his education actually began he was schooled by you know Esteban found him a a teacher he was a a Marquess or Marquis or whatever you know whatever his name and I'm gonna also do my best with this. Geronimo Enrique de Istoritz 
a tovar. Mm. But I us ustaritz. It's yeah, that's a weird one. Do you know the one? Are you looking at the one I'm looking at? Yeah, yeah. It w- U staritz. U z t a with the accent. Ustaritz. R i z. Ustaritz. I think. Ustaritz. Yeah, that again, awesome name. Yeah. Killing well, it with the names. Yeah, and and he he had a big library cool. in his house, mm-hmm. and he had like all the classics, you know, of T-Pain. like Greek, <laughs> Greek. <laughs> but he also had T Pain. He had T Pain in there. Yeah, he had uh, Montesquieu. He had Riz- Rousseau, uh, Hobbes, Hume, all mm-hmm. these Enlightenment thinkers. Calvin. And he, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're named after the the Calvin and Hobbes yeah. are named after. Yeah. 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 Uh, Enlightenment thinkers. He, that, this is where he like really truly learned to like love learning cool you know and from like he he was a curi- curious kid mm-hmm. you know but somebody had to go like hey man like this is actually like cool and important you know yeah. and he was like oh so from this point on it was rare to see simone without a book mm. even like on campaign like he would always have a book on on hand that he was reading fucking yeah. and he was nerd. a voracious mm. reader what a nerd. Uh, I forget who said it, but somebody said, like, I've never met, like, a leader of of men who was not a reader. Hmm. You know? So, uh, what about know. Donald Trump? Pretty sure he doesn't read. <laughs> I'm also pretty sure he hasn't read, read anything. Uh, he just has a lot of money, and that's hmm. what got him in there. I don't think Donald Trump even reads his own tweets. I, f- in, in, I forget what book it is, but he told Steve Bannon, as, like, Steve Bannon was getting onto, like, his private plane, like, during mm. the 2016... Uh, uh, campaign. He goes, hey, m- hey, Steve, I'm reading the Constitution. I'm up to Amendment 3. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, God, you're a moron. Is that Fire and Fury? <laughs> yeah, I think it's Fire and Fury. Mm. So, yeah, he, he, he gobbled up all this stuff, you know, all this Enlightenment stuff. He spent a lot of time around the Spanish court and was really not impressed mm. with the Spanish monarchy. He's like, fuck this. Mm. Well, <sighs> was he reading was he reading enlightenment shit? He was, but already? it wasn't really crystallized in him yet. Yeah. You know, so like he looked around though and he saw that, you know, uh Charles the 4th, who wasn't necessarily a bad king, he was just ineffectual. He was kind of a dullard. There's a few of those. And in he there. liked he was the type of guy that liked to go off by himself and, like, tinker with things. Mm-hmm. Not really king material. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that happens a lot. Yeah. I mean, like, those kings are probably still better than the fucking, like, despots. Ty- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The tyrannical ones, you know. Right. But, but, like, he he was removed from his own court, mm-hmm. and his wife was in control, mm-hmm. really, of, like, the day-to-day and, like, the court intrigue and Court like politics. Catherine the Great situation. I mean, she yeah, killed him. <laughs> well, well, like, less, less so on, like like international mm-hmm. politics it was more like internal court it's definitely politics. quite a different situation yeah she and straight up overthrew her husband queen metal yeah queen maria uh, maria luisa she her favorite lovers were elevated to prominent positions so like there was a court guard uh manuel godoy mm-hmm. who all of a sudden found himself as prime minister yeah and that's because they were banging, and everyone knew it yeah. except for the king, oh. except for King Charles. What a moron! Wow. Yeah, and so he was a laughing stock of Europe because literally everyone knew except that, like, for him. He's too busy playing he with was, his trains. He was, yeah, he was a he was a a, a, a Dale Gribble. <laughs> yeah, he was a Dale yeah. Gribble. You know. Yeah. 
And Godoy was John Redcorn, <laughs> you know? He's sitting That's there, great. like, you know, his wife's just sitting there on the throne while, like, Godoy is sitting there eating her out the entire time. It's like, honey, so uh, look at look at this model train I just built. <laughs> Not huh? far off. That's great. Not far off. Jesus Christ. You saw that shirt my friend was wearing, right? The 100% cotton. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that shirt. That's fucking amazing. Uh, Simone even played tennis with the crown prince that was his age, Ferdinand, who had become later Ferdinand the Seventh. Oh, Magellan. Mm. And I have more to say about that because there there was some shit that happened, and we'll we'll talk about that towards the end down. of this episode. Ferdinand was a sore loser and also a cheater at sports. Cool. Mm-hmm. And so he was like less. He was also less impressed with. Not just the royal family, but like also like the crown prince, the the kid that was gonna become king. Right. He was like, there's a bunch of fucking assholes that are running, you know, colonial, you know, Spain. Yeah. You know. Of course it is. He was yeah not impressed, and he like the more he thought about it, the more he just came to hate, like, the Spanish monarchy. Uh, mm. The more he came to hate just how it works, the fact mm. that these idiots are running where he was born, mm-hmm. and you can't do certain things because these idiots say so, you know, like, mm-hmm. that really rubbed him the wrong way. He knew he was smarter than them. I am of the opinion that monarchy is not a great system. Yeah, yeah. And he was l- slowly learning that. Yeah, he was just <laughs> like, know? it's like, I, I'm king, and my jackass kids are going to be the next king. Yeah. And, and who, I'm knows, who knows how that's going to go. Yeah. I, w- I hope they're not as big of a jackass as I am. Like, <laughs> you know? But I'm training yeah. them to be a jackass. Yeah. Yeah. And then you you have that one kid that you basically teach how to be a kid, like be a king the whole time. You train, you know, you know that yeah. whole. That oh, whole yeah. I played Crusader And Kings. then they fucking die, and the asshole yeah. kid who's younger than him has to be king. Yeah. And you're like, God damn it. Oh, yeah. like in JFK. The new, the <laughs> new Game of Thrones. Oh, that. you don't watch. That. I didn't watch Crusader the first Kings. Game of Thrones. I didn't. I watched. I watched oh. three episodes of the first Game of Thrones. Was bored to fucking tears and then moved on with my life. Yeah, mm. House of the Dragons take. better though. I think. I said it once. I said it again. It Game of Thrones is the worst porno that I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hot take city here. I haven't watched any of it. I have no opinion on Game Game of Thrones at all. Oh, it, the House of the Dragons. Good. At least, at least. I've uh, seen a second. Game of Thrones is the balls to admit that they're actually siblings. <laughs> Steps yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> well, but like incest. That's fucking. Ugh. That's gross. That's why it's the like, well, new that, is that like edgy? <laughs> so edgy. I'm pretty sure it. that wasn't the purpose. Of no, that. it totally was. Okay. Absolutely. Simone, he while in Madrid, something happened to him Ooh. that would honestly change history forever. Saw Fight Club. No. <laughs> no. Uh, he fell in love. Aww. He fell in love with, with the, the stepsister. With no. the stepsister. No. No. I would really no. break it all together. Yeah. It Damn. was a it was a daughter of another uh, wealthy uh, Caracas Criollo, who which is kind of crazy because uh, the 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 girl he fell in love with, uh, she was technically a peninsulare because she oh. was she was born on the peninsula, but her parents were Criollo. So that's kind of interesting, yeah. right? Right. Doesn't count. Yeah. Well, uh, her name was Maria Teresa Rodriguez del Toro y Alisa. Oh, she's got the del Toro. Del Toro. <laughs> that was, and that was like her, her like family name, mm. del Toro. Yeah. Guillermo um, del Toro is that? That's a great name. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I think he's a fine director as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think 
Benicio del Toro mm. is actually descended from one of the Criollo families. I no believe. way. That's, I believe. I, sure. Um, or something mm. like that. He's descended from like kind of a prominent del Toro family. I love him. He's Are you great. sure that it's, uh, he's not descended from the Toro uh, uh, hardware manufacturing company <laughs> that does like the drills and stuff? He's actually... Yeah. Lawnmowers. Uh, he... <laughs> Toro. Actually, yeah. his parents were bulls. Yeah, there mm. you go. Yeah. It's like the Minotaur. His, the Minotaur. He's descended from yeah. the Minotaur. The Minotaur. Yeah. So he's Greek. Yeah. Cool. He's Greek. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. It's not Del Torios. <laughs> Del Torres. Del Torios. I don't know. Anyway. It smells like feta cheese. That's all we know. <laughs> well, they fell madly in love with each other. They they had this you know awesome. passionate romance in in Madrid. They banged. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the probably. <laughs> And they, they were engaged, you know, Simone asked her to, to marry him cool. in uh, August of 1800. And, right uh, after his birthday. Yeah, and uh, they were, her father didn't necessarily like this, right? You don't say. So he he was like, well, we're going to go to our summer home in Bilbao, in the Basque region, right? We're going to go to our Bilbao. summer home, Bilbao. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they went there, but Simone followed, and they were still in love, and he was like, look, man, I'm... I got a bunch of money. I'm rich, you know? Yeah. And so he finally conceded. And they actually uh, I like that. did get married. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm rich, though. And he's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. You might be Criollo. Well, I guess I'm Criollo. Who gives a fuck? He's I like, guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, what's more important to me? Money or racism? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. A little bit really... of column A, a little and bit of column B. And the thing is, like, how much they're money? Ju- they're white. They're that all is the white. Republicans. Right. But it's like, where are you born? You know? <laughs> totally. They Maddie. constantly have, yeah. Republicans constantly have that. Oh, yeah. Have that, uh. They're both what's the just word so when crucial to, yeah, to our like, platform. Oh, money and racism. How could I possibly choose one? That should be just their slogan. Which money and racism. <laughs> yeah. The Republican Party. Yeah. The thing was, though, the Spanish court was so fickle that, uh, you know, once the queen, you once you were out of favor with the queen, you were banished from the court, you know? And so what happened was is that, like, Bolivar wore diamonds on his dress when he was, like, presented at court, and mm. he didn't do that without the uh, permission mm. of the crown. How embarrassing. So he was banished for so a they, short time. That's what happened to Mr. So T. Banished. Yeah. <laughs> so, so basically, banishment was was the equivalent of being grounded. It was grounded. Yeah, yeah. he was grounded. You mm-hmm. are grounded. You, you, you can't come to the to the royal to, courts for a week. Yeah, you can't yeah. come. About it. Yeah, you can't come to our weird little balls and yeah. stuff. You know? Weird little balls. <laughs> they, 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 were, they were talking about the king's balls at that point. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm a child. That's why the queen found that uh, her her stud. Because yeah. he didn't have weird little balls. Well, he also fell out of favor. He they, they, he was not prime minister for a while. It was a whole thing. Uh, honestly, maybe a story for another day. Anal. Spanish it was probably crown. anal. Uh, even his, his uncle Esteban went to jail for a while because of he offended the court. You know? <laughs> he dressed up like Liberace. Yeah. <laughs> Behind the candelabra. They're like, we didn't say you could. I yeah. can't believe Liberace was gay. Women <laughs> yeah. Awesome yeah. powers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he missed that whole thing. Uh, <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, during during sort of this time where he's sort of exiled from court, banished from court, and, you know, he can't really be around his 
fiance. Mm. Uh, he went in 1802. He went to Paris. He bopped around Paris just for a little while, but he the thing was is he didn't see like blood soaked Paris. You know what I mean? This was after. It's right, right after yeah. all the really yeah, the bad. 1802, shit. you said. Yeah. Yeah, and so like, what he saw was a city and a country on the rise. And it almost seemed like there was just nothing they couldn't do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm sure Napoleon like, felt the same way. Yeah, yeah. And, like, all of his victories... He's like, we're gonna be big. Yeah, all of his <laughs> victories... I mean, the people in Paris at this specific time were very enthusiastic, optimistic, yeah. you know? And, like... That sounds like a good time. Yeah, and he only got a taste of it. And then he had to. Go, he went back to Madrid. And that's where he, uh, he married uh, Maria on May 26th. 1802 in Madrid. Uh, he was 18 and she was 21. Mm. Um, oh, a bit of a cougar situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he wanted to to bring his new bride back to Venezuela, mm. where he just wanted to live as like a, a landed gentry, like like just a criollo farmer, where you know they they live quietly and that was that. Yeah. You know, he's a it's rich... gladiator. This is the fucking this yeah. is this is gladiator in the town. <laughs> yeah, the the beginning yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he wants to be a farmer. for sure. They even call him Spaniard. You know, I I just like that he's a rich dude. He's like, I just wanna, I just wanna be. It's simple. giving like trust fund liberal arts East Coast kid. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been thinking about All this of whole their time. Inheritance. He loves reading. Yeah. Like he's yeah. anti like any kind of like establishment like monarchy or whatever yeah. and like just wants to just want to go away and like just live out on the land man well it's his land and he wants his slaves to work the land and of course the, yeah. the, the money his- from that <laughs> <laughs> yeah he wants to put his feet up he, you know and watch and them do the work that's seriously like he wanted he's to like, have this quiet life on the hacienda and that was it he's you like know? I'm, I'd actually I mean I don't condone slavery but that does sound rad <laughs> Oh damn it! I'm just saying. I want to isolate that. I don't condone. I don't condone slavery, but that does sound rad. Well, yeah, not having to do anything always sounds rad. Yeah. <laughs> having other people do shit for having you. Having other people do it. And yeah. It's free. That's how we That's built this great. country. Just it's putting true. our feet up. It's true. Yeah, we just need to make them robots, and then we don't have to feel bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Just yeah. why don't we? Automate everything. Yeah. Don't make robots our slaves. If we can't robots. get rid of everything, and then they're gonna fucking overthrow us. It's but too that's late. Fine. We've, we've already fine. we've already laid yeah. the seeds of uh, of sentience. Yeah. So we can't. It's not gonna be a thing. We can't do that. Yeah, there's gonna be a com- There's gonna be a point. Where we're gonna have to give the robots rights. Yeah. I just um, want to live Detroit in that era right before that. Right. You know, right. where you have robots and really they work the land, dumb. and I'm putting my feet up. It's like America right the golden now. Golden age. And then it, yeah. It's not a golden age. The golden age before robots. A golden age of the 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 economic boom that a slave trade gives you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get it from robots. Yeah. And then when they they you know obviously fight for their rights and they should. I'll Good be for them. I'll be dead. I'll just by fucking then. kill myself. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, but I will have had a great time putting my feet up. They, they right. Dear Lord. Dear yeah. Lord. That was all not meant to be. Mm. Spoiler alert. Because in January. January 22nd, 1803, Maria del Toro died Aww. of yellow fever. Oh, not yeah. tuberculosis, not off. this yeah, time. Yeah. Like, she yeah. died of spontaneous combustion. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get a year. 
Not even a year. That Aww. sucks. Yeah, he was inconsolable. He was very depressed, very sad. Literally um, my worst... F- I just... I no. hope my wife lives to a r- old way age and I die age. way before. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I don't want to do that shit. I yeah. don't need to be a widower. Well, mm-hmm. he was a widower at, at like 20. Yeah. Well, I'm almost 40. You can bounce back. <laughs> Oh, it'll be fine. I'm just well, he's saying. also rich and handsome. I yeah. assume he's handsome. He was handsome. Oh, hell yeah. She's buried in the Metropolitan C- uh, Cathedral of St. Anne, mm. which is close to where, like, some of his places where he'd stay. So everything around there reminded yeah. uh, reminded him mm-hmm. of, of her, and he, you know, his business, you know, his, biz- his business, his family business in his haciendas, they were cacao coffee and uh, indigo and he uh didn't you know he couldn't focus on it you mm-hmm. know what i mean and there was even like a, a minor legal battle he actually got in in this time with a neighbor and it was like over a property line you know because oh, wow. oh, he was his, planting shit on his property he put his um, he put his uh, trampoline over the property line <laughs> yeah. on, his, on his bushes yeah trampoline yeah soccer balls get, keep on getting kicked on over <laughs> he would even say later in life that he would not have become you know you know general bolivar mm. or the great liberator if this would not have happened to him he was not really interested in politics mm-hmm. when he was married. Yeah. He was like, I was only interested in like pure love with this this woman that I considered to be the the earthly manifestation of God's love. All I wanted from life was to live mm. with my wife, put my feet up, and make, make my slaves with And watch slaves yeah. watch, t- 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 take care of my land. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> I don't even want to whip them. That's how lazy I am. Dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> Isolate that. <laughs> he was also lazy enough to not take their chains on and off, right? I would assume so in this Keeps them on 24-7. Yeah. yeah, I would assume so. I don't got time for that shit. Too yeah. busy putting my feet up. Yeah. It's good to have land. Yeah. Uh, he vowed to never marry again. And wow. uh, when you'll we'll see, see... about that. That's because he's a kid. Well, you'll right. see. When Simone Bolivar vows something, mm-hmm. motherfucker means it. I believe this. So he doesn't. And you'll see it. Marry you'll see again. it. He'll never marry again. You'll see it. Did he have girlfriends? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I bang 24-7. But I'll, I'll never get, married again. I'll never He's marry like, I don't get tied down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was notorious. Oh, he's a Lothario. He was a Lothario. Awesome. A Latin Lothario. I love this. Yeah. I love this guy. Yeah. He was notorious, absolutely. But that would happen later. You know, he, he was going to take a big shipment of his of his product back to Spain, and he was like, guys, I could just got to get out of Caracas. Mm-hmm. got to get out of here. i got to do something, anything. I just got to get out of here. Everything reminds me of her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you remember yeah. Uh, in Naked Gun when he says that, and there's those two, like, like tit-looking, like, yeah. like silo <laughs> buildings or yeah, something, and yeah. he goes, everything I see reminds you. Yeah. That's like, that's like a fucking, like, TikTok thing that everyone's always oh. like, I should call her. <laughs> yeah, that's Anytime yeah. there's anything that's really remotely sexual. I, I, I saw funny. a pretty good uh, thing on, on back in the day when it was called Twitter, and it was an Arby's roast beef sandwich, and somebody said, I, w- I should call her. <laughs> I'm like, God damn! <laughs> Dear Lord. 
That's right. <laughs> That's right. Give me a second. That's so funny. Oh my god. That really got you guys good. Oh my so good. god. I really wish I, I came up with that. Jokes. I know, right? I love those jokes. They make me fucking laugh okay. hysterically every time people say it. Well, in October of 1803, he he arrived back in Spain. He realized when he delivered all of his all of his shit, you know, that actually there is a big rigmarole with trading with your only trade partner, Spain. Mm-hmm. It's like this whole thing is fucking bullshit, you know. Mm-hmm. He realized that right away, but he had more pressing matters, and he had to go to Madrid, and where he told his father-in-law uh, to go the, fuck himself. The horrific news. <laughs> That uh, his daughter had died. Oh, jeez. I'm sure he loved hearing that from the yeah. guy who he didn't like in the first place. Well, they, they actually did spend, like, at least a couple of weeks, like, grieving together. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you they know, while... best friends. No. Uh, while, while in Madrid... He, he didn't spend long in Madrid. He didn't stay in Madrid for very long. Because, again, everything in Madrid reminded him of her. Right? Isn't that so, why he left the other place? Everything reminds him. Well, yeah, but this is where he met her. Yeah. yeah. Right? It was in Madrid. Like, yeah, he, he can't eat roast beef sandwiches anymore. <laughs> Saw a tree with a knot that looked vaguely like a vagina. <laughs> uh, too much. I gotta go somewhere where there's no Arby's. There's too many memories. Uh, too many memories of Madrid. And there was, on top of this, on top of this whole thing, there was a grain and more... Uh, Specifically, a bread shortage in mm. Spain at this time. Oh, that is my worst nightmare. Oh, a bread shortage? Oh my god, I love bread. So, yeah. what, they, what, what the Spanish crown did is they, they asked all non-peninsulares, basically, mm. to leave. Yeah, get the fuck out. They were like, dude, if you weren't born here, if you don't live here, please get out of here. If you're, if you're an expat of anywhere, we please We do leave. not have bread for all of you. Exactly. Yeah. So, Simone was like, alright, well, fuck I'm going it. to Paris. You can get plenty of baguette, with baguette. Lousy with baguettes. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Get I mean, that was baguettes. a big, big thing. Sticking point in the French Revolution was yeah. you gotta fix the price of bread. <laughs> baguettes. It's true. You gotta <laughs> fix the price baguettes. of bread. It's true. <laughs> Today in France, bread cannot be over a certain amount. Really? Is that true? Yeah. Bread is very cheap there for this reason. Yeah. It, it is a. It no is wonder a they're sim- always eating baguettes. It's, right. It's symbolic yep. of their freedom, of, of what they fought for. Bread is a affordable fret, bread. Mm. Bread is a big symbol in. in I French, can see that. Uh, that makes rules. sense. Imagine being gluten free. Oh, gosh, yeah. bread is the but best. Everybody could afford. Remember, like remember, like the the bullshit. Thing that she'd never said, Marie Antoinette. Yeah. Right. Cake. They the don't have cake. bread, let them eat cake, right? Right. Bread was a such a big sticking point in revolutionary mm-hmm. France. That makes that so, it total was, sense. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. He goes to Paris. Uh, he lives in the area of town with all the expats, uh, you know, of either South America or Spain. And he lives with all these people, gets to know them. He goes to, like, the salons, these Parisian salons. And at this time, keep in mind, like, th- th- this was, I think, Think the year of peace, the so-called year of peace. Hey, you get one. <laughs> right, right. And uh, this is before, like, the Napoleonic Wars really kick off. It's right before mm-hmm. he crowns himself emperor, emperor mm-hmm. of France. So, like, he's there, he's drinking, he's carousing. Bolivar? Bolivar. Not Napoleon. Uh, he's Bolivar. gambling. Cool. Um, all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff. And, like, he really, like... He's betting on the ponies. Yeah. <laughs> like Beethoven... Honestly, he really looked up to Napoleon 
until Napoleon crowned himself emperor. Mm-hmm. And any Enlightenment enthusiast of the time, whether you were in the United States or, or like, whoa, 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 England whoa, whoa, whoa. Or, mm-hmm. or, or Austria, yeah, like, like, like Beethoven... Beethoven that was a bridge too far. It was like you're throwing off all of this like facade of republicanism, yeah, you... and oh, I'm emperor. Oh, I was like, right. Right. I was yeah. like, you're right. We did an episode on somebody's pissed off about that. You're right. It was Beethoven. Beethoven. We scribbled mm. out, you know, dedicated to Napoleon on the Eroica. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Bolivar didn't have that, but he was there for the coronation, and instead of uh, going to the coronation or anything. They shut all the doors mm. and all the all the windows and stuff and made it look like no one was there and they didn't take part in it. That's what I do on Halloween so kids don't show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last Halloween, uh, You're kids definitely did show that. up and they what? just they fucking stood outside my door going like chanting "We want candy" and I just went in the fucking bedroom. But That's I'm like, I don't so have candy. Annoying. And in this apartment, this is not set up in, this in a place that we don't have it would make sense there. at all for dark as shit. Was yeah. that like teenagers? No, they were kids. You should have went out with some empty beer cans and just dumped them in their bag. <laughs> I should have given them full, full beer, beer cans. Like, here you go. <laughs> yeah. Ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. <laughs> Give, <me a> drink. <laughs> Give each one of them a beer. A beer each. Dude, a nine-year-old no, drinking a beer, would pro- I feel like they would get wasted. Also, yeah. it's just hilarious thinking of that. Yeah. A nine-year-old I drinking just... a beer and smoking a cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> oh, give them cigarettes and beer? <laughs> yes. Well, that's the trailer park with Halloween. Their parents. They're like, what they give you? I, I got feel this like, can. Yeah. I feel like if the parents were there, they would have been like, don't chant, we want candy in front of this house. It's not going to be good. Or the, car- the well, parents were wasted, and they were just like, ah, like ah, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there were parents. I don't think there were parents there. I think they, they were. Probably not if they were, yeah. There were some hellions. That's yeah, what I should do. They were aliens. <laughs> <laughs> some goddamn aliens. <laughs> For Halloween this year, I know I an think, alien when I see one. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna buy a bunch of Mickey's Big Mouth and there have that go. out on the front Hell porch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take take one. <laughs> yeah, and the cops are gonna come and be like, "Dude, you're giving fucking booze to minors." They're like, "It's I, not my fault they're taking it." I put the beer out. It's my yard. It was for yeah. the adults. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't think you have. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, charge you for that. Yeah, that, no. those charges won't stick. It's my, <laughs> no way. In front of a jury, no way. Yeah, yeah, well, that's for a jury to say. Jury is gonna be on my side. I mean, come on. Uh, if, it's, if it's a jury of my peers over in Tacoma, I'm gonna get off scot free. Yeah. 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 Well, he he tra- he was traveling with uh, uh, his brother-in-law. Well, not his brother-in-law. Sorry, his wife's cousin, Francisco del Toro. And he was friends with them. Would that be a cousin-in-law? Cousin-in-law, Is that a I phrase? Guess. I've never... I don't even know if that's a phrase. But it's her cousin, right? And he was a good friend of Simone. So uh, him and Francisco went up to Paris and they partied hard and, like, got in arguments about Spinoza and, like, shit like that. You know what I mean? As you do. Yeah, and they were living it up, you know? But yeah, all up until, like, the coronation and then they were like, you know, then they start having like heated arguments in like salons about like, you know, whether or not Napoleon was the bringer of republicanism and all things enlightenment to Europe, or he was just a fucking despot, you know, piece of shit, you know. I mean, and right. he took the side that he was a piece of shit, you know. And a lot of people are like, dude, you sh- shouldn't say that, you know. I take that side too. I think he's a piece of shit. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. He was just megalomaniacal. Not. Yeah, it's not like a. 
Yeah. Hot take. No. Yeah, there's a no, reason no, no. they had Joaquin Phoenix play him. Yeah, yeah. I know. I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. Has he ever he played a good guy? Unlikable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Joaquin Phoenix is so good at yeah. playing. Yeah, he's unlikable. never played a likable character. He yeah, just has that creepy face. I feel that face. way. That's why I can't stand Inherent Vice. That's fair. Mm. Well, he one one of the people that he hung out with a lot in her salon was the Countess. Uh, she was English, so people called her Fanny. <laughs> Right, but the the Cantus. I should call her. <laughs> <laughs> means both bottom and vagina. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. Now her husband was a colonel in Napoleon's army, so he was away a lot on mm, campaign, and nice. he didn't really particularly well. He didn't really particularly like Paris at all. You know, so he was, he was gone all the time. Same. So her and, uh, she was, of course, older than Simone, but uh, they had a very passionate love affair. Awesome. The Countess and Simone did. That's, oh, fucking a Countess. That's yeah. so hot. <laughs> Why's yeah. that not, like, yeah, porn sort of thing. Step, like, yeah. oh, I'm having sex with oh, the, the Countess. countess. Yeah. yeah. She was a society. Because it's not in the fucking 1800s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And her Parisian salon was one of those that, like, everyone came to. You know what I mean? I'm sure everyone did come in there. Nice. Now, she wasn't the only one that Simone had dalliances with at this point in his life. There was also an unnamed ballerina oh. that he fooled around with. Hot. And uh, Lady Fucked Up Toes was her name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and actually, Paul Gauguin. Remember Paul Gauguin? You know Paul Gauguin? Yeah, sounds no, familiar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah, Van Gogh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. yeah. Paul, Paul yeah. Gauguin, Van, Van Gogh. Yeah. Paul Gauguin's great-grandmother he had a short affair with. Hot. Yeah. I'm sorry. While yeah. she was a great-grandma. <laughs> like, well, while she was younger. <laughs> just hey, the story makes Sometimes those geriatrics, the they need to get a little piping laid. I listen, yeah, you gotta get it where you can get it. Well, you know, he's 20, 21 years old. He he's has a mustache. Seems like he likes older women. Yeah. When he has a mustache and he's like, they're all like, he's really good looking, you know, and he's just... Yeah, he's living it up. He's forgetting his, his dead wife. He's acting like a stereotypical Latin man. Oh. Well, and th- I think this is where the stereotype comes from, is from Simone. It's from <laughs> No, Honestly. it comes from, a, I mean, maybe that's where it stems from. Well, I think that's where it's the, been the perpetuated. Would you say that he by, has yeah, but, but, the passion? Oh, he has the passion. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Sure. For the enlightenment and for everything, Simone has the passion, the passion. For, for all for for everything. I mean, usually I use passion as a term for like going around drunkenly kicking mailboxes off their post, but you know, banging a bunch of uh, countesses. Yeah. Also, and, and enlightenment thought. Yeah. That, <laughs> they should have called it the passion. Yeah. The enlightenment. Well, Beethoven did at one point. Did he? Did we bring that up? Yeah, I he, he he read a, like he he got in a big fight with one of his friends while he's fucked up. Oh, and he goes we, and he goes absolutely. And he goes, don't mind it. It was just the passion. We absolutely <laughs> mentioned the passio. Yeah. I absolutely remember that. Yeah, the passio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it was during this time where uh, he met Alexander von Humboldt, mm-hmm. Humboldt County. Anyone who, who he also slept with? He was a naturalist, mm-hmm. um, very big name. His brother was a philosopher. Uh, yeah. The Humboldt philosopher. Anyway. He was a naturalist. What, like Steve? Steve Irwin. Yeah. Uh, was Steve Irwin a naturalist? Yeah, I would yeah, say so. Yeah. I thought a naturalist was like a nudist 
person. No. <laughs> you know, you know Humboldt County. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's named after him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of figured. Interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah I get you. Basically, modern geography, modern like plant studies, all the botany things like this. Right. Like that. That's modern. Like basically stems from hum- Humboldt. Basically. Huh. Oh shit. Uh, and turns out, like when they met. Like, Humboldt already knew his family, and that actually stayed with, like, his family before he was born and stuff. Right. And it's like, oh, fucking small world, man. You know, so they were friends, like, they would run into each other off and on uh, during this sort of time in his life, uh, which is crazy. That's wild. It's That's fucking wild. awesome. Uh, he also ran into his old teacher, Rodriguez, mm. uh, who was... Awesome. He was in exile. And he had the, what was it, five-minute film class? Was that what it was called? <laughs> it was like a cooking class. He did the uh, cooking one, but yeah. he also had a film class thing. Uh, maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, his book is very good, Robert Rodriguez. What's that? Is it five-minute? Is that what it's called? Well, his know. book is called Rebel Without a Crew, which is fantastic. No, no, no. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. He had a five-minute cooking class. That's the one I remember. Yeah, but, but that's based off of his five-minute uh, film, film class. class. Yeah. Okay. okay. I like to imagine that when Bolivar saw Rodriguez, he just gave him finger guns. Mm. <laughs> Personally, mm-hmm. but. Rodriguez was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna join you guys, man." You mm. know, uh, Rodriguez actually wasn't that older, that much older than than Simone. Mm. Really, the thing was is after after Simone's made one too many uh, rants about Napoleon in these P- Parisian salons, mm-hmm. um, he kind of had to get out of town. You know, otherwise people were going to find out, you know, and you know what you do with Parisian dissidents, mm. cut their fucking head off. Yeah, metal. You know, so he left and he wanted to go on a tour to Italy, right? Yeah. You want to see Rome, Yeah, you know? You could just do that at the Olive Garden, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We haven't mentioned Olive Garden in a long time. I think it's because yeah. Tyler's not on the show anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he actually, he lost a fucked on of money on the uh, gambling tables. On the ponies? Yeah. Yeah, and he had to borrow money from Fanny to, like, go... He actually went back and made another run and won a bunch of his money back, but after he did that, it was so embarrassing because he couldn't get his money back from Venezuela because of the War of the Third Coalition, mm. and the British were blockading all that stuff, so he couldn't get any of his own money, so he had, he had to borrow it. And then mm-hmm. from then on, it was so humiliating to him that he swore off. He made a vow. Oh. To never gamble again. And ah, he never did. You cool. know? So, there you go. He couldn't get to his Damn. money? He couldn't get to it. No. Uh, every time there was a conflict where the Spanish crown was involved, they were all of a sudden cut off from their colonies. And this has happened mul- multiple times. Mm-hmm. And people back home did not care for it. Let mm-hmm. me tell you. And, like, uh, uh, Mike Duncan calls it the pantheon of precursors. Mm-hmm. Of people that rose up in rebellion against the Spanish crown before Bolivar, mm-hmm. um, none of them successful. Uh, they're all stories for another day, especially especially one Francisco de Miranda, mm. uh, who's like the Marquis de Lafayette of mm-hmm. South America, is how I'd put it. Cool. Uh, he met everyone, knew everyone of the like he knew Goethe, like everybody. Hey, Haydn, you know, he knew everybody. Oh, you name it, everybody wow. he knew them. Uh, anyway, he's a story for another day, and we're going to touch on him here in a bit. He, Yeah, Bolivar was definitely not the first one, you know? He wasn't the first person to go after liberty or independence or anything like this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, you couldn't get at his money for the same reason 
you know, that would happen multiple times over history. But so what they did is they, they took like a public stagecoach down to Lyon, and then from there they walked to, to Italy mm-hmm. and just taking in the scenery, not unlike the Shelleys and the Godwins, you know, just sort of taking in this amazing scenery. And, uh, you know, of course, they visited Rousseau's house, just like the Shelleys did. And, you know, he's taking in all the sights. And he gets there. He gets to Milan just before Napoleon does. Mm-hmm. And Napoleon, when he gets to Milan, he crowns himself with the Iron Crown of Lombardy, which is this ancient crown that, you know, it's said that one of the the nails from Christ's crucifixion mm. is in the crown. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. It crowns like, himself uh, king of Italy. Remember in... Uh, Skyrim, where you have to get that bone Yeah, the crown. bone crown. Yeah. yeah. I've been playing that recently, uh, yeah. until Paul Just Gate 3 came out, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they get there, and actually, they do see Napoleon observing his troops doing, like, formations and stuff, and they're hanging out on, like, this hill, just watching it, mm-hmm. and they see Napoleon, and he's there like... He is. Yeah, and he has, like, mm-hmm. this, you know, this, like, telescopic, like, lens where he's, you know, surveying his troops, and then he mm-hmm. sees them on the hill. And they see Napoleon look at them, hmm. which I think is really is interesting because Napoleon Bolivar didn't really have a lot hmm. that that connected them. But it's interesting well, that in this moment that they perceived of each other looking mm-hmm. at each other, and they're like, "I think he might think that we're spies." Right. So we gotta fuck off, you know. And they they did. But I like, like that you. They perceived of each other. They perceived of each other. It's like that, that time Madonna saw a picture with Zach in it. Yeah, Madonna yeah. perceived of Zach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's perceived Zach. Yeah, Bolivar loved Florence for the history, the architecture. Florence rules. I've never been there. Yeah, but historically, he he loved it. He actually was where very Dante's dis- from. Yeah, uh, he read a lot of Dante while he was in and. Oh, what are they called? The the, Med- the Medici. Yeah, the Medici. thank you. Yes. The Medici's. Yep. Uh, They're fascinating. Yeah. He was disappointed in Venice, though. He was Fuck like, Venice. He didn't really live up to the grandeur. <laughs> he didn't like the gondola rides. Nah, he wasn't into it. He didn't like Fuck the singing. Water. Of the gondoliers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that was a thing. I, I think it was the accordion music more than anything else. Yes. But when he got to Rome, though, it this like and I gotta think it was their whole talks you know all the way down there they're on foot you know they're talking about like enlightenment stuff and arguing about enlightenment stuff the they're getting shit. whipped up into like the enlightenment fervor you know yeah. and when they get to Rome too you know they they romanticize Rome for the Roman Republic too the same way like the Shelleys did mm-hmm. you know they liked you know all the same people and saw the same sights and stuff so he really gets like pumped up by being in Rome, mm-hmm. you know, and all the triumphal, you know, triumphant columns and and arches and stuff, you know, and and talking about Cincinnatus and things like cool. this, mm-hmm. you know, and he actually he finangled a meeting with uh, Pope Pius the seventh, you know, when you're in the room, you're supposed to do a few things, you're supposed to like kiss his shoe. Right. Or whatever, when you meet the Pope. Not doing that shit. Well, that's what he said. When they got there and the Pope was in front of him, they're like, okay, now you kiss his shoe. And he was like, what? No, thanks. Eat a dick, asshole. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, and it created wouldn't, a bit of a scene. Wouldn't you fucking just love to tell the Pope to eat a dick? 
Yeah. Right to his fucking face. I, mean, I don't care he, which pope, all of them. Even cool pope? Cool pope who still wants to put people who smoke marijuana in fucking jail cell. Mm-hmm. Is that real? The current? Uh, Is that maybe. the current one? Yeah. He's dying. He's going down. They're all dying. They don't fucking They're give young popes. That would be a... Great TV show. Well, also, never seen it. I've never seen it. <laughs> I've heard it was good. I, I just said it. I was like, "Oh, that's a show." I also <laughs> feel like every pope has had uh, has eaten a dick, and that's usually one of the altar boys. Yeah, yeah that's um, probably. I mean, not child. out of the realm. Of every pope. single pope passage. that has ever lived fucked kids. <laughs> I stand by that. Well, they at least guarded those who did, didn't they? By proxy, then yes, yeah. I will give you that. Yeah. That's that's, that's what it, even cool pope guarded kids that or guarded the molesters yeah. that molested yep. children. Yeah. Fuck them all. Fuck so, them all in the air. Fuck the yeah. Catholic Church. Fuck, fuck this rich institution. They wear diamonds and stuff, but they can't give money to the people that they claim to help. So yeah, right. they own a fucking city. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I like to imagine that's what's in the vaults of uh, of the Vatican is just records of like. Like, dear diary, this little altar boy was really good. Yeah. And let, <laughs> well, let, let so, me let me count you the ways. I think there's yeah. one ragged dog-eared page that every pope has has cried into and it's the one that said like so i became pope turns out there's no god because the pope's supposed to talk directly to god uh, right yeah. right and it's like there's no one there you know yeah <laughs> yeah i have no inner that's the voice. biggest joke you they, know? They, uh, they just they see the left the message left on scene, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right. Unread. Yeah. Which would imply <laughs> unread. Yeah, unread. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, unseen yeah. is what I meant to say. Yeah. On scene, yeah, yeah. No, unseen, but yeah. I, it sounds like I said uh, in on yeah. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Alright, so set, not read. But yeah. so it, it, this is gonna sound weird, but to me right now, this whole meeting and like this whole adventure in Italy, uh Kind of reminds me of that movie Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, where they're just like being romantic and like philosophizing and you know this that and the other and all these crazy things are happening all around them, and they're in all these odd situations that you wouldn't think, like being in front of the Pope right. and then causing a scene by not kissing his shoe. I could totally see Gary Oldman and right. uh, Tim Roth. In that right. situation, I've never well, seen that I think, movie. Is well, that a good movie? I, I it's do. good. It is very good. And so is the the play, right? Yeah. The movie's based yeah. on the play. But uh, yes, it's very good. But you mean, uh, uh, but uh, keep in mind that this is during the early stages of the Romanticism movement, right? Is right. And Rosencrantz and Guildenstein are dead. Is a play. It's a play. Yes. Which is also based on Hamlet, which is also yes. a play. Yes, it's a play based on a play. <laughs> yep. And this is a movie based on a play based on a play. I like Timon and Pumbaa. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, I, I just want... They're based I, on that. Uh, going back to that, I just want want you to keep in mind that, like, Bolivar was probably the first, among the first generation to start romantic... Like, Wollstonecraft did, did as well, but earlier. Right. Of, like, romanticizing an ideal... And an ideal set of circumstances. And whether Bolivar knows that he's doing it or not, mm-hmm. he's sort of playing into this early idea of romanticism. By all romantics, it seems, went to Rome and romanticized Rome. Right, right. The word romance. Well, I mean, they romanticize everything. No, but, but that's but, what I mean. Yeah, the, yeah. the word romance. Yeah, well, and usually romanticism has to do with, like, emotion. And just simple human emotion, mm. and 
nature, mm-hmm. right? And applying the ideas of nature in a human way to your own emotion. It's, yeah, that's uh, usually Jerry, how romanticism it, is. Jerry, I, I think Chris is trying. I think Chris is trying to do a play on words with Rome. Romanticism. Roman- well, it is. No, that's that where, is that's where a the name direct. Comes. It does actually. That's all I'm saying. Romantic languages. It's romantic languages, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it wasn't even played. I'm just saying that's where the word comes it, from. It really does. It really does. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm a fucking idiot then. <laughs> <laughs> but also, a romanticism is, is finding life in this era. Mm. Uh, it's it's not fully formed yet. But it's uh, the passion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Beethoven. Yeah, uh, Beethoven's finding himself in this era. He's still mm-hmm. doing. He's still doing like the the classical stuff. He is the passion. Yeah. I love yeah. Beethoven. But he uh, he's really finding More like himself. More like beats often. <laughs> nice. Did I say that when we did? I Probably. Yeah. Because I'm a child. Because he eats beets all yeah. the time. Yeah. He eats beets. <laughs> well, he was from a beet farmer. That's what his name means. Oh shit. Yeah. You clearly did not you listen, didn't listen to, that to that every history episode. No, I didn't. I'm sorry. Host. And even <laughs> and even if I did, I probably wouldn't yeah. remember. Should have listened to a single episode. Yeah. I did. I listened to a few. <laughs> I remember when we were Before first starting there. out. It was it was at your engagement party, Chris, or yeah, at your parents' place, and oh. Maddie was there. And it was when we were doing our Mex- Mexican Revolution. She was like, "Oh yeah, no, I liked all your other episodes. I'm not really listening to these though because I don't give a fuck about the revolution." <laughs> <laughs> I can see myself saying that. That's hilarious. Yeah, I was like Maddie, pick and choose, pick and Maddie, choose. Maddie, come on. Well, while they were in Rome, taking it all in. Simone and his companions climbed the Montresacco. Uh, it's very. Uh, it's called this. It's a sacred mound. It's a sacred little hill in, uh, outside Rome, and the reason why it's sacred is because in 494 BCE, the plebeians, the plebs, mm-hmm. uh, climbed this mount, and on this mount they they seceded from Rome because of the patricians who didn't want to give them power in the Roman government. Mm-hmm. And after this, they were given the a tribune, a plebeian tribune in the Roman government. Is this one of their hills, or is this uh, It's outside of Rome. Yeah, uh, it's bigger. It's Montesacro, a very important place. Uh, but they climbed it uh, to, to experience the sort of same thing. Yeah, I dig it. It was here that Simone really turned his life. This, this is the like the hinge on his life where like this is where he decides mm-hmm. that he's going to become the great liberator yeah this and is he the big... stands up, up, up on a symbolic hill mm-hmm. right and he says to his friends quote he says this later so we don't know how accurate this quote is but this is what he says he's told his friends quote tell him what you told me yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I told them yeah is more like what it was quote I swear before you that I will not rest, body or soul, until I have broken the chains binding us to the will of Spanish might. Awesome. Quote. Mm. Badass. And like I said, when Simon Bolivar vows to do something, mm. he means it. Oh, yeah. He means it. He got the vibes of the hill. Yeah. The vibe. Yeah. That's all. And that's the vibe. He was vibing and on that's that on hill. Vibes, what are you, man? Gen Z? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's for our Gen Z listeners. Yeah. We're vibing on this That's hill. on vibes, guys. Yeah. <laughs> told you a stone to the bone? Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I told you that time I met, I was talking to this guy at the bar, and uh, 
I asked him how old he was, and he asked me to guess, and I got it spot on because he used the term, said the word vibe all the time. I was like, wow. you're definitely Gen Z, because... Yeah. yeah. I'm vibing. Just, I'm I was like, I'm not about that vibe. About vibe. vibe millennials vibe, vibe, use it, but I think in a different it. way and less oh, often. Oh, dude, when millennials lose it or use it, I'm like, who the fuck are you kidding, dude? Yeah. Really? Because we said vibe... Also, first of all, vibe started in the 70s. Oh, I get it. But but it's not vibe this, vibe that, until, like, yeah, just recently. Yeah, it's a word that existed, but now it's... Everything is yeah. vibe. Yeah. I mean, dope existed before. Rad. Before. <laughs> yeah. But, like, now we say it as, like, that's cool. Uh, so, like, that's you're a gonna, millennial You're thing. smoking dope? Like, that's a... That's a I mean, yeah, rad comes a, from radical, which just means somebody with, like, extreme ideas. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's extreme. I mean, I there, saw... there are views on skateboarding. <laughs> rad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm all about that tight shit, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's also tight. a skateboarding See? term. Tight. Tight. Yeah. tight. It comes it's from tight. a skateboarding term. Yeah. Uh, it's coming it's from, from a vagina. Nice. Is it? I should it call is. her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should call her. Well, if anyone cares to know, uh, he said this on Mental Sacro and Monsacre or whatever however you want to pronounce it whatever language <laughs> wait sacred sacred yeah. mountain yeah sacred, sacred mountain, mountain. Uh, oh you already said that. you said this on 15th yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the 15th I've even seen 18th but but I think the the, the most accepted date is the 15th of August 1805 mm-hmm. is when this happened it was during that week uh, yeah. do they like that because it's like 818 I, you know, I did not make the connection. Although until. you said 15th, which would also be 815-1805. So either way, it's numerically right. pleasing. How did you make that It's numerically pleasing. And this is why we have the girl. I think uh, <laughs> <Dear laughs> I fucking synesthesia with dates, I swear to God. I have a, I have a small level of synesthesia. I do. I Like, months have colors. Oh, yeah. Like, days. Mm. Yeah. Like, that's Absolutely. why I can... Months re- have colors, That's why sure. I can remember. Synesthesia. Have colors. Yeah. Yeah. synesthesia. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. that is literally synesthesia. Okay. Yeah. It's not that months uncommon. definitely have Days colors. of the week have colors. Days of the week. Numbers, Numbers have colors. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. cool. And that's I def- how I'm really... have colors. I'm really oh, yeah. good with numbers. Yeah, yeah. I'm not good with numbers, but they do have colors. Because just for me, it goes from one to nine. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. It doesn't go to like, you know, yes. there's not a, necessarily a color for 25. So My, a long uh, string of numbers you can remember because you see them in color almost. Yes. Like, no, that that then now gets lost for me. It all looks like fucking pea soup or something <laughs> at that point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, pea soup is underrated. You I say need... too many numbers to me and I just... Yeah, it, because it, I don't You may think... as well be talking to a brick wall, man. <laughs> Men can see very many colors, so I can. I, 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 I have I have dyslexia for numbers. So Simone was he was anxious to get back to Venezuela. Get it? He he wanted to go back. I have a lot now. of anxiety. He, and and <laughs> when he when he got back to he went back to Paris because that's where he was gonna get a boat back back to Venezuela. There was wars in the way, right? He couldn't actually take a boat from Paris to Venezuela. He had to go uh, to Hamburg, mm-hmm. which was a neutral port, and then from there to America on America on an American vessel. Where in America? New York, Charleston, South Carolina. Okay, yeah. but but so. this he ha- he had to he had to do it this way. But anyway, this is uh, some fucked up tour routing right here. 
yeah. yeah. Well, there's a war in the way. And that's why. I, I understand yeah. that, but my God, I feel like I've done this flight. <laughs> well, there's a lot of reasons for this, too. And, what is a tour if not a war? Yeah. <laughs> well, Pretty much. Didn't know that was going to rhyme when I thought it would. Well, well, and here's... Here's re- like his uh, his sister sent his nephew over because his sister had made arrangements for his nephew Simone's nephew to be schooled in Philadelphia because his family get schooled schooled yeah <laughs> you're gonna uh, get tutored <laughs> to, you're gonna get to study yeah. in school, Philadelphia school of hard knocks yeah fucking right. you're gonna get schooled in Philadelphia I'll tell you yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're doing this Philly style. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> a couple of guys. You told me you never had a cheesesteak before. Started hey, making trouble Vinny, in the this guy never had a cheesesteak. Yeah. yeah. Glenn we'll Howard the Jersey said, Shore would be great. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Howard had said he had never had a cheesesteak. Yeah. I don't Philly cheesesteak. I've never, but I, have. I live on I have. the West Coast, so. I haven't had a Philly, Philly cheesesteak. I haven't had one right. that was from Philly, but right, I've had it. Right, right. I've never yeah. been to Philly. I'd like to I've never been to Philly either. Go to Philly. Yeah. You gotta make sure to go. that if you do go to Philly and you get a cheesesteak, make sure that they put on the fucking cheese whiz. Because that's right. what it is. That's what it's made. It's yeah, fucking yeah, cheese it's whiz. Not, it's, yeah, it's cheese whiz. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah. so he's taking his nephew to the United States, right? He has to go there anyway. Uh, they, they have to go. It's a rough crossing. It's a winter crossing, so it's rough. And uh, Simone gets sick. Uh, he has a fever when he gets to uh, Charleston, South Carolina. But but thing he doesn't really write about this little visit he has to the United States, the new United States. There's not a lot of evidence for what exactly transpired. We know sort of where he was, sort of what happened. When he got to Philadelphia, he got an infusion of money, uh, much needed from Caracas, because there was not a embargo <laughs> in the way. Uh, so he got money there. Some people say he went to Boston and New York. Again, not a lot of evidence. What we do know is that in Charleston, it would have been impossible for him to miss the slave markets, slave-owning aristocracy, to miss those two things. Mm-hmm. It would have been impossible right. for him to miss those two things. And also, when he was up north, it would have been impossible for him to not notice the, like, enterprising and opportunistic sort of capitalism that was happening. He was witnessing a new nation that was on the rise and that was financed by a uh, free labor Mm -hmm. uh, workforce, Mm -hmm. you know. So he saw all of these things, right, on the rise. And he even said, like, it was the first time I saw practical uh, liberty in place, and and what he meant by that, because just before he left, he got word that Francisco de Miranda had staged a, an invasion in South America that that failed. And the reason there's a lot of reasons why it failed. It was poorly planned. All of these things. Uh, again, story for another day. But Bolivar was like, South America's not ready yet mm-hmm. for for liberty yet. People have to be mad enough to unify this entire place. It has to affect their in order to in order to rise up really against it, these oppressors. It has to affect their mm. actual like day to day lives. Absolutely, yeah. Yes, totally you invade true. your personal life before you actually get pissed off enough to pick up a gun, join and join a liberation army. And they have, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. South America has 
slaves, right? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Their oh, debts yeah. are pay- paid because they don't pay for labor. Well, and, you know, going back to, like, our Gertica episode, mm-hmm. right? Like, the all the wealth of South America, which there was plenty, was just squandered on paying armies to do this or that for the Spanish Empire. Yeah, and oh, it all just yeah. ended up in you know in their debts, well, you know, in in British banks or, or in banks in the Hague or things like this. That's you what know? colonialization does. It just yeah. steals. Well, uh, well, 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 like in Britain's case, uh, their colonialism paid for their own infrastructure and financed their own industrial mm-hmm. revolution. Well, that's why. But that did not happen in Spain. All of that money from the Americas went to paying off debts. So that is why that uh, in Spain. Even in, at the dawn of the 20th century, uh, it was not, like, it was still agrarian, and not even, like, modernized agrarian. It was, mm. like, from, like, the 1850s agrarian, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, it was out of date. The whole Spanish thing was crumbling. Like, even Bolivar, like, saw it. He was like, this is a decaying, crumbling empire. And I can see, I can see, anyone can see it. You know what I mean? And they probably pulled that, And it like, crumbled for, like, another hundred years. Right. Yeah, they probably were pulling that shit where they were like, it's worked out so... Worked out so far. Yeah. It's that... That yeah. fucking attitude. And they have to like, they have to censor things and ban books and things like this and uh, in order to keep it going. Well, they didn't want to fucking change anything because it might alter the... The power, power structure. structure. Hey, exactly. brother, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, yeah. It is broke, though. Yeah. Unless people don't know that it's broken. Well, they don't want people to know it's broken. They don't want people to know it's broken. That's why they don't want people reading Tom Paine and Rousseau and things like this, you know? Good old T-Pain. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I love that. I cannot believe I never made that connection. Buy you a drink. (laughs) Uh, I I don't know any T-Pain songs other than... uh, You know that one. I know... I don't know. Oh, we... He does... I'm on a boat. T-Pain? T-Pain does... He, uh, this came out recently. You're going to talk about the cover, aren't he you? He does a killer cover of War Pigs. I've heard that. that He's a really good singer. Yo, you guys, he won the first season of Mass Singer. Because Did he? Yes, because he is that good of a fucking why singer. Awesome. Why, why is he always fucking... Uh... Auto-tune. Doing auto tune, I know that's the like ironic thing. It. You know, he popularized. He it for sure. no, he yeah, he made the app. Heard and Cl- yeah. share, share did yeah. that. Oh yeah. That. Do you believe in love? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a really good singer. Like that's crazy. Uh, yeah. there, there's an episode of This Is Pop no, that was on Netflix where they talked to T Pain about it, and like the whole auto tune thing, he just wanted to do it as a goof on one song. And it <laughs> became his thing. And it blew yeah. up, and he's like, oh, shit, this is awesome. I'm going to keep writing more stuff like that. And then he became a meme and got really depressed and was like, why am I doing this? Because he's actually a legitimately like, good singer. Yeah, he's like, I am a laughing stock. I am a joke. But his, his rendition of War Pigs is... It kicks major ass. It doesn't that's all surprise I me because he's a really good singer. I mean, he yeah. won the first fucking season of yeah. Mass Singer where he was up against I think I amazing that. singers. I, I watched that. that show, I reveled in it, and then I kind of forgot about it. Well, anyway, Bolivar, because of Francisco Miranda de Miranda's invasion, anyone of South American descent was looked upon with suspicion in the United States because a lot of the soldiers that de Miranda took with him uh, were Americans, mm-hmm. and it was a disaster. It was a disaster, and they didn't get paid. All this shit happened, 
And we haven't seen the last of uh, Miranda, but the thing is, is that it set back the Liberty Movement for for a while. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And Bolivar knew this. He was like this this you know premature invasion and fight for liberty. Like it set us back, dude. Because now everyone is conflating this with just disaster. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. And and now we can't like we can't use we could never use the United States as a model for South American independence. It's just not the same place. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. the same thing that's happening. We could never use it as a model. But Makes now sense. we can't count on them. If we if we needed help, we can't count on the Americans. They just mm-hmm. won't they won't do it. And then then there was an added thing. Previous rebellions uh, that, had, that had risen up in South America, they all had this one thing, and also existed in Haiti, which is going on right now yeah. as well. And that one sticking point that the Americans were so afraid of was the fact that these other little rebellions and revolutions or whatever uh, all had stipulated that they would free the slaves. Mm-hmm. And America couldn't, in good conscience, support a movement that was backing the freedom of slaves well, because so of much economy. of the economy was based off of it. And by the way, during this time, early 1800s, it's the height of the slave economy. I don't mean slave trade. I mean the economy of yeah, free yeah, labor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So he got to see like the positive effects of it. I also think he probably saw the negative effects of it. Chattel slavery is bad, no matter how you cut it, right? So <laughs> hot take. Well, I'm just saying, like, like, do I think he compared North American slavery, chattel slavery, with South American chattel slavery? I don't think there was much of a difference, to be perfectly honest with you. Right. You know, so some people from Europe that that had known slavery, they were like, "Oh, this is brutal." Because it wasn't quite as bad, you know what I mean, as mm-hmm. the the American. The worst thing about slavery is that uh, you have to work and you can't leave, and you have to wear these horrible <laughs> iron chains and you get whipped all the time. I was and trying to quote treat you as uh, beast. Futurama when oh. they go to that oh. like Egyptian planet, right? Oh yeah. Well, even after uh, Miranda's failed attempt, uh, Thomas Jefferson even said like anyone that's giving guns or money to a uh, foreign freedom mm-hmm. fighters let's say uh will be arrested uh because we at this time we had a uh we had this thing of of neutrality right well, uh, it was you know a what's hilarious? of neutrality what was his opinion right. on the french revolution uh, he thought it was good yeah, to begin that's with that's my point and then once head started rolling yeah. he distanced himself from yeah, all of it that it wasn't a good and one. all the people he knew that were involved in that um, yeah, I mean that's a complicated thing. It really is. He was an yeah. Enlightenment thinker and yeah. learned all that in France. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they were like, "Okay, you guys, <laughs> yeah, a little much." Yeah. So yeah, uh, Miranda really kind of with this, with this thing, kind of shit the bed is what mm-hmm. I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff we're gonna talk about next time. I'm gonna really try to run through it because it's complicated. That has to do with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna skip it for now, but uh, I'll come back to it. But uh, John Adams even said, because, yeah, Jefferson saw that Spain was crumbling and was like, we can pick off the Spanish colonies one by one if we want, you know, and they kind of tried. But uh, John Adams even said, quote, you might as well talk about establishing democracies among birds, beasts, and fishes as among the Spanish-American people. Because he's racist. Yeah. He was being racist. Yeah. Yeah, That's a racist (laughs) thing to say. As much as I like John Adams... 
that's definitely like, oh, fuck you, dude. <laughs> you know? First one-term president. Yeah, yes, yes indeed. He wasn't likable. He wasn't a likable person. It's kind of why I like him now. <laughs> I like uh, him more than Thomas Jefferson. Me too. Who was super overrated and yeah. a f- big asshole. Yeah. Fucked his slaves, for one. Oh, yeah. Wasn't the only one. No, I yeah, exactly. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, they all did. Yeah. And when you say fucked, you mean raped. Yeah. <laughs> they were unwilling. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Almost let's definitely. Be on- yeah. yeah. Let's be honest. Let's... Do you You're think they wanted to be there? Yeah, you know, You're I don't absolutely know. right. So for 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 six months, Bolivar traveled the United States. He was inspired by the American War for Independence, the same way he was inspired by the French Revolution, and he was also inspired by George Washington. But it really doesn't go f- past that. People like like to equate the two, Bolivar and George Washington, but it doesn't really extend mm-hmm. past those those things. They both owned slaves, they both le- led independence movements, but that's really as far as it yeah. goes. They both uh, had wooden teeth. I was just well, about no. to say that. <laughs> no. That's uh, literally uh, just Bolivar had pearly whites and uh, George Washington did not. And also a uh, Bolivar, he recruited soldiers from all castes, uh, regardless who you were. Mm-hmm. Cuz he was he was he wanted to liberate all of South America from Spanish rule, and that was just the bottom line. That we'll see that later. Were there? Were... And also, George Washington lost most of his battles. Uh, he was really good at retreating, and that sounds like I'm making a joke here, uh, but I'm not. No, it takes a skill to to retreat successfully. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, that's, that's totally why true. George Washington was so heralded is because he was so good at that. Whereas Bolivar fought over 200 battles with the Spanish, which blows everything George Washington ever did out out of the water. And honestly, Bolivar won most of them without a military education or background. That's so nuts. There's mm. that. Uh, the differences kind of end there. It makes me feel uh, bad for being so bad at playing Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> <laughs> bad. Uh, Are you bad at it? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he joined the Freemasons because at that time they were Enlightenment mm-hmm. thinkers, you know, so he, he wanted to be around more Illuminati. Enlightenment guys. Now, now, two things happened. And this is how we're going to end this episode, because you Mm. need to understand these two things. Now, the first thing that happened sort of simultaneously was the British invasion and occupation of Rio de la Plata, Mm -hmm. right? Because there's a war happening. The British are against the Spanish at this point. As is tradition. They will change sides Mm -hmm. during this conflict. But right now they're against the Spanish, mm-hmm. right? So they invade Rio de la Plata, which is kind of a colonial backwater, to be honest with you. But it's a place where the British like to smuggle a lot of goods. Mm. So it's prime for invasion. So they invaded it. The viceroy took the treasury and ran, ran away. And Dope. the people mm-hmm. of the Rio de la Plata didn't like that. Yeah, don't say. Yeah, and so they hired a, a a French mercenary to organize them into a militia to fight the British, right? Now, a lot of these... Who dudes, is this French mercenary? I'm going to talk about him more later. Just, that sounds cool as shit. He's awesome. He doesn't have a ton to do with this story, but a lot of these people that he gathers and trains to fight the British, they're going to end up fighting with Bolivar mm-hmm. or... With Jose uh, uh, de, de Martin. Canseco. <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> so basically, what happened is that they they kicked out the British. British like came do. back, and then they kicked them out again. 
And the people in Rio de la Plata, they gave this Spanish mercenary, or this, this French mercenary, vice royalty, basically power, mm-hmm. right? They give him all the power of the vi- viceroy, right? And so now he controls this area, sort of. And we're going to run in, we're, I, get, I want to talk to him more, uh, uh, I want to talk That's about him more in this next episode. It's super wild, because shit's going to, shit happens fast, mm-hmm. and it happens, like, uh, it's crazy because information moves slow, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the last people to find out about our next thing were in Lima, five months after it went down. Oh, right? Wow. So, our next thing, because what that did, did is it proved to the people of South America that you could rise up against a superpower and win. Yeah. You know? and awesome. you And that Spain was not going to come and save you. And that this veneer of Spanish rule was just that, a veneer. It was nothing. They were not there. There was no Spanish armada to come and save you. They didn't do anything when the British invaded Rio de la mm-hmm. Plata. So forget it then. Forget Spanish rule. Like, it was the first time where people were like, yeah, for, fuck these vice viceroys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's a very important thing because it has a direct impact on what happens next. The second thing were the abdications. In Spain. Oh, okay. So, so, stick with me on this. I'm going to do my best to, de- to describe this to you. Scenario. Yeah. So, Ferdinand uh, VII, mm-hmm. the crown prince of Spain, he did not like his parents, and he wanted the crown. Mm-hmm. And his father didn't want to either be assassinated by his own son... Or abdicate to his own son. I would like to not be assassinated by yeah. my son. I don't have it. That's why I don't <laughs> yeah. have kids. Well, and he, <laughs> right. he always like like so Tyler this, fucked up. <laughs> yeah. He always did this thing too, where he's like, "I'm gonna put my son in in like areas where like he won't get too powerful." To, like, <laughs> you know, and so it's stupid. Game of Thrones is shit. <laughs> it's stupid. How would you know? I've heard right, it. Right. Uh, uh, but uh, so what happened was is that Ferdinand writes Napoleon and he goes can you help me take my father's crown and I will be an ally of yours <laughs> Napoleon's like say less <laughs> <laughs> well at the very same time his daddy also writes Napoleon <laughs> and he goes my son is kind of freaking me out I think how he about, wants to kill me <laughs> yeah he goes how about instead of my son seceding me it's your one of your like your brother yeah and we'll do that because here's the thing: to sweeten the deal, France is also having trouble with Portugal. And without going into too too much of the weeds with it, mm-hmm. in order to move his army to Portugal, he needs to go through Spain. You got to, right? And the Spanish crown isn't necessarily on good terms with the Portuguese crown because the Portuguese crown is is allied with the British. Who they don't like right now. Plus, they got all that beachfront property. Right. So, so Napoleon, they they agree. He agrees with Charles, the king, mm-hmm. to to install Napoleon's brother as king of Spain. Yeah. And what happens? That's what is, I would do. Is even before the treaty is signed, folks, Napoleon's already marching an overwhelming army through Spain to Portugal. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Portuguese royal family, they leave, and they go to Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, and for a up. long time, 
Rio de Janeiro is actually the uh, like center of the Portuguese Empire. <laughs> you know, that's great. I, I also like any time that like the royal family is in somewhat danger and they fuck off, like mm-hmm. France. Yeah. Oh yeah. They tried to leave. No, oh, they, they didn't work out. Yeah. They, they drug them back to the old. Guillotine. They got their goddamn heads cut off, but yeah. they tried. Yeah. They tried to, the, to fuck to, off to the weapon of the proletariat, which mm-hmm. is the guillotine. Anyway, so. You got a big army of Napoleons in in Spain, right? Mm-hmm. And the Spanish people, they don't want to be French. They don't want a French king. Mm-hmm. So they they basically hitch their wagon to Ferdinand, and they say we are going to have Ferdinand or nothing else, right? So they revolt against their own king Charles, mm-hmm. and, who is Napoleon backed, right? They're revolting, right? Now, meanwhile, they're Whenever anything happens to Spain, they're cut off from their colonies. So what happens to the colonies in South America and New Spain and Mexico is that all of a sudden they're like, we have no king. We have no ruler. We have no government. <laughs> so all these Now's little areas, they start, start, and they all look different. Okay, mm-hmm. it's, all, it's all different, right? Lima's the first, last one to find out. They all form juntas. Right now, it's become it's more military when we think of junta. Like North Korea is a military junta, mm-hmm. right? It's controlled by a military. Mm-hmm. It's a government without the military. You 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 got nothing. You got dick yeah. without a military, right? So they form juntas, not necessarily military focused, but it would become so. So all these cities are sort of doing that, mm-hmm. right? And some of them are like, well. We could either be a junta of our own city, because none of the cities, by the way, agree with each other. Yeah. Some of them are mestizo. Mm -hmm. Some of them are, you know, so they're all fractures, right? Mm -hmm. None of them agree. So when they form juntas, they don't agree on what to do, whether or not they want to be independent or they want to go with the viceroy, which would just either go to whichever Spanish crown there is, or if they're like hardline Ferdinand, or hardline Napoleonic, right? Napoleon. So they all disagree. And in Caracas, they were like, well, how about, you know, I'm going to really touch on this more next week, or, yeah, next time. Uh, but, like, they all signed this thing to form a junta, right, uh, of the, the Criollo elite mm-hmm. that are going to form the, the, the junta. The only person who doesn't sign it is Bolivar. Oh, boy. Because... Their junta wanted to go with Ferdinand. And he was like, I've met that guy. I fucking hate that guy. We don't need another king. We need liberty. That guy's so a he doesn't prime sign it. Asshole. And so this first attempt sort of fails. Mm-hmm. And like the viceroy hunts down the people that signed this thing and they go to either to prison or, or to death. But they don't get Simone because he didn't sign it. So that leaves it open for the next domino that's going to fall to where people weren't necessarily totally for South American independence, now all of a sudden they would be totally for South American independence. But that is where we're going to leave you for the next episode Mm. on Simon Bolivar. Things are heating up. Yes. Things are getting wild. Yes. I'm into it. Wow. I, I love this guy. He's... The, the, a flaw. Him just mm. vowing shit, it's yeah. way anime. I just oh, want yeah. to say it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It like, 100% is, yeah. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Watched the One Piece live action show, which I loved. I never watched One Piece, so I don't have oh, frame really? of reference. I've watched a little bit of it, but yeah, the one dude, uh, the guy with the swords, is always. Lo- he reminds me of that guy, like uh, Zoro. I think his name is oh. not so- the Zoro. Right. Well, I I I love Zoro because Zoro is also sort of an extension of of like Spanish American liberty. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, mm. and. Yeah, Simone, you're going to see. Simone is a man of contradiction. He is a man that is... He's a complicated person. You're going to see. It's... You see him now, and this is like the shining sword of Spanish liberation. Right. You'll see see what he is and what he turns into. Emperor Palpatine, sure. Well... You'll see. You'll see. Uh, I'm excited for oh, you guys. Oh, does he have lightning powers? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for you guys, honestly. Yeah. Well, it sounds great. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing I want to say is I'm going to Lima in January. <laughs> Goddamn right. You know about that? Danny's doing our... My wife, Danny, yes. is doing our world tour. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be there for uh, the Lima portion. Well, you'll, you'll know more about it because uh, in Peru, if I'm not mistaken... He's despised in Peru, and you're gonna see why. He left the he the way he left that country was not he liberated them, but at what cost? It's like congratulations, you're saved. No. Yeah, it's like Iraq. Pretty kinda much. Like honestly, kind of like that. Like he's kind of despised because of how he left the country. You'll see. You'll see. You'll see. It's what, uh, what do they think of Lupe de Aguirre? Lope de Aguirre, they, yeah. they hate him. <laughs> he's, he's a villain he's, of, of their history. He's objectively a villain. Yeah. But how, does anybody, how would anybody yeah. think otherwise? But they love Lupe Fiasco. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I think about all that is that I am Christopher Whedon. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what I am, yeah. a history boy. Nice. Yeah. Signing yes. out. Done talking. Okay. Tired. Yeah, shut up. Don't say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm Maddie Moon, and I, um, and also History Boy, and I really, seriously, just really want a baguette or a Philly cheesesteak oh, sandwich right both. now. I'm yeah. so hungry for no reason. <laughs> well, maybe you haven't eaten in a while. I haven't. I actually haven't eaten. I haven't, and that, both of those things sound so good to me. So that's all I can think about. Um, but also, I want to remind you that we have t-shirts. Yeah. So be a t-shirt brother. DM me. Yeah, be a shirt brother. We yeah. all we all have them. Shirt brother. So if you yeah. get one, you can be our shirt brother. I think you should leave. <laughs> we should, we should, we should leave. probably take photos of it and, and put it up online. We, we did. Uh, we did. Actually, if you uh, followed us, you'd know that. Fun I mean, fact, I Biff <laughs> Whiff. Uh, I followed Biff Whiff on... I, I blocked her own account. Yeah, yeah. 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 Biff Whiff from uh, I Think You Should Leave, that shirt brother yeah. sketch... He has a Instagram, an Instagram that's uh, uh, called Shirt Brother, and people post pictures of themselves in the same shirt. We should actually post one where we're all wearing the shirt. We're we're Shirt Brother. All right. Biff would post it. He's my dog. You can be our Shirt Brother. Um, He was in in, uh, Everything Everywhere all at once, too. Mm -hmm. He's moving up. Uh, Yeah, just DM us on Instagram or email us. It's 30 Um, bucks, and that's shipped. 30 bucks, or if you're a Patreon in the $5 or $10 tier, it's $20. Mm-hmm. That's right. Shipped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's including shipping. Yeah. That's all mm-hmm. you pay. Yeah, it's part, shipping is put in there, gang. It's already yep. in there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in there. It's, it's part of the system. Yep. So, what? Follow us on Instagram and mm-hmm. Facebook, I guess. And that's it? 
Yeah. Fuck X. I guess if you... Yeah. Um, Don't talk to us on X. I, I've abandoned threads. the page. Yeah. I check it periodically. Do we have a threads? Is that a thing? We got threads. You can just make one. We do? It's like, you just okay. have to press a button. It's news to me. Yeah. I mean, it, All you it's have to just do is the be Instagram like, account. Just yeah. Threads. Exactly. I guess we do. I have never been on threads. Yeah. Folks. Yeah. I mean. I went on it for a second. Who do you hate more? Elon Musk or uh, Zuckerberg? Zuck. What well, does Zuck do threads? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. it's, Instagram th- is owned by Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I knew that, but I didn't know Threads was yeah, Facebook. Yeah, through thing. Instagram. It's Instagram. But this, well, see where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. clearly. I'm very unplugged. Yeah, clearly. Well, speaking of that, Patreon pals, uh, we're gonna start our uh, yep. Our tomorrow we're doing our, our next episode. Patreon show, and uh, I'm really I'm, I'm doing the next one, and I'm so fucking stoked. Yeah. I was during our breaks today. I just could not stop talking about. Now you know. Now he, you know. He, he I, won't shut I, the fuck up about when I, it. When I read all these books about stuff. And I come in. I'm just want. That's all I want to talk oh, about. Oh, I get now it. Now you know. Now you know. Oh, I get it. I yeah. I did one episode. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm really excited. One. It's a prehistory topic. Yeah. And uh, if you know me personally, I'm fucking obsessed with prehistory. Yeah. And the only like the 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 big qualifier for this show is it has to be something that I know nothing about. Yeah. He, you know, the only reason you know anything is because I can't fucking shut up about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's going to be a, pre, a thing life. that happened in prehistory and a gigantic event yeah. uh, in our uh, in our world's uh, prehistory on the Earth. Big big thing. You'll in see. Our, on this, uh, on sign, this sign up for the Patreon uh, so that you can uh, check that out. And our live show's on there now? Yes. Live show's up there, yes, too. Yes, it's up. Yep. And at some point, we're going to bring that to the free airwaves i just want people to hear it yeah yeah i really. think that for a while yeah. it'll be available on the patreon but i want everyone to hear yeah it, our live show was a lot of fun it's our, up there it'd be great for mm-hmm. our seattle listeners in particular that weren't able to make it yeah uh yeah for sure anyway i'm zach mech i am a history boy i'm craving arby's and i gotta piss real bad yeah, yeah. craving arby's yeah <laughs> i should call her yeah. i should call her i'm married who am i gonna call my wife <laughs> she's in the other room yeah, get out here with those beef flaps. <laughs> is that what you're gonna say? That's, uh, that is how I initiate sex. Yeah, yeah. That's, how, that's the only way I can imagine. Get out here with those beef flaps. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. You sorry, crack a beer? sorry, mom. Yeah, I know, right? I'm the, my mom listens too. I'm I sorry. Labia Majora. My mom is. <laughs> my mom's is that the, my, my favorite is that the scientific name? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Gotta yes. hear labia majora and minora. <laughs> that would be the nice way to say it. It's not that much better. It's really the not. clinical way of saying it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So last like time I saw wrong. my mom, I was talking about how, like, every time I make a really gross joke, I'm, like, apologizing to her. Because yeah. she, she's a little behind, of course. I mean, we have over 100 episodes. I, in fact, she's listened to any of them is yeah. amazing. But, yeah, she she loves the show. Yeah. I, I think every time I say, like, dear lord, or whatever, or my god, or anything like that, uh, I think my mom is like, okay. Yeah. I don't have to deal with that no. shit. He, he doesn't like these <laughs> trash people that he hangs out with. Oh, so that's yeah. why you say that. Yeah. No, okay. I, no, I just... Now I, it all makes sense. Yeah. It's for my mom. Mm-hmm. No. Right. Uh, it's for me. For, to contain my own disgust. Because you're disgusted by uh, the shit I'm disgusted say. by yeah. my friends. That yeah. is, uh... Appropriate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't help that your pants get tighter every time you say that, though. 
Well, my pants are already pretty tight. I can't. I can't. Uh, There's have not a lot of room. Tight. Yeah. It's yeah. all the rolling rock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing. You know. Anyway, can we? Let's end this. What do we? What else? Yeah, come on. I, I, I got to piss. Okay. Zach, do you think? My name oh, is Gerald Nash. Oh, yeah, I, I fucking hate the middle you name so much right and now. And I, friends and listeners, and uh, and acquaintances, am a history boy. Zach's taking off his headphones. <laughs> well, he has to do the outro. He can't